Stuff we got to get to today. I think it's time for Nicki Minaj to, re- to retire. Bow out. I think it's time. Well, no, no, and I, and I don't say that to be disrespectful. I think that um, hip hop music is a very young person's game, and although Nicki Minaj still has it, there are people that are coming up behind her. And, she, and I think she took too long of an absence when she had a baby and the breakup was probably and other stuff. So, but I think it's time for her to kind of pass the torch and bring up and be a producer and bring up younger women if that's what she wants to do who uh, embody her spirit and her um her ideology um you know we gotta we gotta pave what we we have to kind of we have to kind of elevate ourselves and in in doing that also um extend a hand to those who are behind us to bring them up and play in the spot that we played in that made us so great and i think that's it, i think it's time for Nicki Minaj to do that you know i that's just me though you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if um, anybody else was like that. A lot of people they get stuck on their artist and they want to. Why not be a rapper for the rest of your life? It's like, no, Nikki. There's levels to this life. You know, what I'm saying, well, why be a rapper when you could be a studio or a record company or a facilitator of new ideas and new music? You know, what I'm saying we can't sit there and stay in the spotlight of this genre, this entity forever, because it's a young person's game. You know, I mean, even Jay Z will drop an album every so often, but he doesn't keep putting music out. I think Fifty Cent called Jay Z's four forty four album golf cart music. Oh wow! <laughs> well, you know, because it's just, and I think Fifty Cent is one of the realest individuals you could possibly listen to. He says, "Listen, it's a young person's game." I mean, he doesn't even drop music. He's elevated himself into producing, making making TV shows. You know, he may still do music here and there, which is you're always going to have that. Um, artistry and that want to, to dibble and dabble in it but to be the main focus of it once you reach a certain age you got to elevate yourself to the next level of life you know we got to constantly keep growing and evolving we can't stay stagnant in a certain place i mean you know if you were a drug dealer in the hood you know to put this in in layman's terms if you're the drug dealer on the street corner you got to elevate yourself to the person to the, to be in the plug you know what i'm saying you got to bring the, the dealers up uh the, the next generation of dealers. so now we're teaching <laughs> diversity Diver- I'm just trying to put. Portfolio, I'm just huh? trying to put it in a way you might some some might understand out there. You can't be the dude on the corner forever. You gotta eventually elevate yourself to the plug. We're code switching. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Code switching is, is what I'm doing. You gotta elevate yourself to the plug, and then hopefully, you know what I'm saying. You, once you get to the point where you're not even the, not even the plug anymore, you're the guy who the plug goes to. You know what I'm saying? Where your hands are out of it, and you just got you know dollars coming your way. So, uh, Daniel, how you doing today, man? Man, I'm blessed and thankful to be here, man. Excited for today's show and excited for tonight. Yeah, you were telling me about this uh, what this place called, what is it called now? Uh, Novo. You know, remember, a- a.k.a. Club Nokia, they've changed the name down to Oh, LA Novo. Live. Yeah, Novo, yes. No, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, they're going to be popping tonight down there? Well, you know, I'm a little eclectic here and there. I'm diversifying. Diver- my I love so, it. You know, you got a little Robert Glassware. You got a little Kamasi Washington and... Terrace Martin. Terrace Martin. I went to school with Terrace Martin. We went to Santa Monica High School together. We were both in the marching band, and uh, you know we spent a couple of years together out there. I haven't been able to get in contact with him. So if you know him, tell him Don Amici wants to reach out to him. He probably doesn't remember me as Don Amici. They used to call me when I went to Santa Monica High School. Pretty Ricky was what they called me. <laughs> Pretty Ricky was what they called me. Yeah, it's it's so funny. I was such a horrible kid back in the day. I went back to Santa Monica High School when I got back to L.A. from doing a radio tour uh, back in the early 2000s. And I went to the uh, Mr. Sacco, who was the band director. I said, like, hey, you remember me, Mr. Sacco? He looked at me with such disdain. 
He looked at me like I was like a piece of crap, which kind of hurt, you know what I'm saying? Because, and I talk about this a lot, you know, I, I went to, I got kicked out of school. Miss Russo kicked me out of school, sent me to continuation to Olympic high school, you know, and um, a lot of these educators don't really understand a lot of, they don't really understand, nor did they probably care too much of uh, understanding what a lot of our young kids who are without fathers, broken homes, are going through. And, you know, it, it may not be behavioral issues, more so a mentor issue. But they don't they don't really care because they're in the process of elevating themselves throughout their career. And so they're trying to sit there and give a performance issue at, at a school that they're in charge of. So let me get your ass out of here because you're a problem. You know what I'm saying? Instead of really trying to rectify the problem at the root. And listen, you know, who am I to sit there and say, you know, I want want a teacher to be a therapist and a whole bunch of other things. I mean, but, you know, it's something that we as a community must address when you have a kid who is kind of what some would consider a bad apple. What's the root of that? Why? What is that? Is this kid just purely evil or is this kid lacking direction or, or anything? And there's so many young kids who get just tossed by the wayside by our educators. But the, I digress. That was my uh, my upbringing. I fought through all of that, and here I am now on the radio with you, Daniel. You know, and, you, and listen, we both have had not similar journeys, but uh, obstacles placed through our uh, through through, uh, through our, our youth that we both ro- rose to the occasion. I mean, you were a successful entrepreneur in the city of Los Angeles. You know, what I'm saying a successful uh, successful black man in L.A. and and uh, you know, what I'm saying uh, educator on top of that. You are a, a um, somebody should be highlighting you right now. Well, you know, sometimes every story is not a story. I learned well, that. What from, do you know? What do you mean by that? Well, I learned that from the uh, the late uh, rest of her soul in peace, Miss Brenda Marsh Mitchell. Okay. Um, when my story was first told in the media, um, and some people was talking to me, and I was sharing with them my testimony. And then I came across another testimony from one of my employees at the time when we first opened. And she was like, nah, nah, baby. Uh, you know, that story needs to stay house. She said, I need to teach you a couple of things. Every story is not a story. I hear that. I hear that. But to, And this is probably where me and you differ. Mm-hmm. Because I will take whatever... Um, what you're saying is that there are some things that do not to be need to be told out there because people will use it against you. Yeah, that right. and just in general, like you don't always have to be in your video, so to speak. You don't always have to be in the video. You know what I mean? Sometimes there are acts of kindness. Sometimes there are things that you may do in the community for other people that you don't have to post on social media. Absolutely. You don't have to take pictures. You don't have to tell someone some things are just better left unsaid because then the sincerity uh really is genuine mm-hmm. not to say it's not if you're posting i'm not saying yeah. that, but i'm saying sometimes every story is not a story i you know i i tend to stick with my story just to give those who there's always it, it, i'm not the only one who has gone through what i went through when you went through who what krista has gone through and so uh, me, when I tell my story, it, I, I will stand by it regardless of how anybody feels about it. And and will probably, uh, if you don't want to work with me because you feel that I am uncouth or uh, an individual who does not meet, your, you know, what your standards or whatever, then you aren't for me. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, I feel that I'm always being directed by God and I'm never going to shy away from the project upbringing, the ignorance that I went through, the intelligent, even the ignorance that I have now to a certain extent. I'm never going to shy away from that because I'm always a person in growth. 
work in progress. Work in progress. And I always want to let and I always want to be an an example to individuals that no matter how far up the ladder you get and you go throughout your career, that you're still in a level of growth. And then I just want to reach an individual who may have a similar story like mine and say, Mm -hmm. listen, I got here. So can you. So I'm always going to tell my story, but everybody's different. Yeah, everybody. You, you know, I get it, and I do understand that 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 uh, you know some in the in our community are a little bit harsh when it, you know, we want to present a, a certain level of couth. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying when it comes to who we are as an individual, but who are we doing that for? Are we doing it for white folk, or are we doing that for us? And that's a bigger question, you know, a bigger conversation. Krista, how are you? Are you feeling okay? I'm I'm better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. But my phone was blowing up last night. Why? Why was your phone blown up yesterday? You know, we, I had get, Ma- we had we had Melrose Larry yeah, Green on. Yeah, and it was just like I mean, I got some serious messages. All right. Well, so listen, we'll talk about that when we come forward. Eight hundred nine two zero fifteen eighty. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. A lot of stuff happening here in Los Angeles. I want to get to this Tiffany Haddish opening a grocery store. I want to get to a movie studio coming here in Los Angeles. Uh, I mean, we're talking about mid city LA. You know, we're gonna get to all of that. We're gonna take your phone calls. Eight hundred nine two zero fifteen eighty. It's KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. We may be LA's newest talk station, but when you're punching above your weight, it's not about whether you can throw a punch. Can you take a punch? We're unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. And we don't black down. Broadcasting live from the Bird Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio, KBLA Talk 1580. All right, welcome back, Donna Music First, everybody. Krista and Daniel here. Um, so you, you got a lot of calls yesterday, Krista? I did, because you know my friends listen to the show. And then I talked to Melrose, and... Melrose Larry Green yesterday, uh, Shantae had took issue with him, which I, did, I didn't really... I know Melrose, and I know that he has an affection for... Um, Black women, black culture, you know what I'm saying? He may be a little uh, ignorant to the nuance of how his verbiage may affect people, uh, black people who don't who do not know him because mm-hmm. he is a he is a Jew. He's a white Jew guy. You know what I'm saying? But I, you know, I look at him as a human being. So I don't I, I, I didn't take it. It stung a little bit when I when I heard that. But these are natural emotions that we all feel. Right. And it's up to your relationship with individuals to put that emotion into a context in, inside your own mind of like okay i understand what he's saying i also understand what he's doing on the air he's riffing a little bit of course and we've all listen i challenged a person to a fight when i first got on the radio over the air really to come up to the radio station oh, and come see good. me no over the whole state of oklahoma oh, oh. Uh, how embarrassed was i yes oh. you know yeah. what i'm saying so we, so there are things when you're when you're talking on the fly on the air, um, it takes a lot. It takes a very long time at, at being a, a host on a radio show to be able to articulate meaning in a way that is not offensive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have gotten seventy percent there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you know. So I, I also I also know Melrose. I don't I don't think he has an evil. You know him personally, and you yeah. met yeah. him. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And I yeah. I I met him in the early nineties, and I worked on a show with him, and he, you know, he just says things that are shocking because that's the the background he's from is you know shock bunch radio, of, uh, shock shock radio. yeah um but i when he when he said it first of all i was i was confused who he said it to i thought well, he was well, saying it to well, you oh, no he wouldn't say that to well, me what he said <laughs> was sure. he, he was talking about, about sly yeah. from sly and family stone was his good friend and he, he said sly you better get your black ass down to the event that we're having right this and if that's his friend 
right? I mean, can you? Can, that my question is, if that is your friend, can you talk like that about your friend or to your friend? But I, I mean, think, I don't know. I think so. Even listen, we all talk differently off the air than we do on the air. Sure. I think there's a certain level of decorum that we must have for the radio as to not alienate a lot of people through raw conversation. And we want to create an inviting conversation to a lot of people. So we edit or code or elevate our, our, our language mm-hmm. so that we have a kind of an articulate conversation here. And I think Melrose was trying to, I think he was taking his personal relationship with Sly because they probably obviously talk to each other. Of like course. That. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this guy. Yeah. I mean, because who knows what Sly says to Melrose? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? True. You know what I'm saying? But you got to think about the masses. And quick story I was, right. on, I was on a cruise, a very popular cruise, all African American, yeah. 4,000 fluent African Americans. And it was a particular, uh, you know, Caucasian comedian. And he told a slave joke. Oh wow! On a cruise. Yeah. And he just basically died on stage. Yeah. yeah. And he had a bad week the rest of the week, and mm-hmm. he felt really bad. And they tried to, you know, resuscitate his presence being on the cruise because he didn't get off on the cruise. He stayed on all week. Right. And he felt so bad. But you got to know your audience, right? You do got to know your audience. <sighs> and then yeah. on top of that, you got to like sometimes you can take that, you can take that shot, and it might work. Depending work. depending on if the audience really knows you, mm-hmm. you know if you're a white guy, if you're a white comedian and your and your comedy is catered towards black people, you really got to tread lightly. Like Gary Owens probably could have got away with Gary that. Owens. And he's been on the, the cruise that I'm and then, of. And, mm-hmm. and in the right. way you tell the joke, and in the preference that you yes, set the joke yes. up, and you got to be very careful because black folk we can get triggered easily. It sounds like Melrose needs to come on the stage Saturday and maybe introduce Kawhi <laughs> yeah, player or Brian McKnight or Mrs. He Honorable Karen Bass. Right? Yeah, we need to get him on stage. He would He's love right. that. He's definitely going to show up. So, so, so what was everybody saying to you? Um, I'm not going to mention like the names of the people that called. One of my friends uh, was saying that Melrose is racist and I said oh, wow. I can say without a doubt that I don't believe he is from my own personal experience with him. He is not a racist. Uh, another friend of mine um, felt that Melrose was not given a, a fair deal because he has called in and he, he kind of took it. He, he said kind of like what you did. He was completely shocked by the comment, but he knew, he's like, I know Melrose. He's just a, a shocking person. And I think Melrose, if you bring it up to him, he'll apologize and say, I'm sorry for, if you know what I'm saying? It, like, like, you know, you got to, the one thing that I hate that we are in this, in, in this era that we're in is that we don't give people a chance to, um, uh, reconcile their actions. And, straight and cancel, huh? We would just straight go to <sighs> juggle it, cancel, you're done. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Sometimes people are acting in ignorance or they don't know. And so I, we, we, I hate that we lose out on teachable moments in so many different ways to where we just want to cancel people. And not, not just Melrose, but there's so many people that we can teach and I feel these teachable moments are so, such more valuable than. You can't canceled. learn if you've been canceled, right? Right. You got to learn from your mistakes right. to move forward. A- yes, absolutely. And yes. it's like, yo, some people may absolutely be ignorant of whatever they're saying, as, or, or, or not understand how how it, what their their verbiage may affect a community that may be dealing with whatever trauma they are carrying on with them through generations. And, and we're all carrying trauma, regardless if you're white, black, Armenian, everybody Hispanic, has some issues. Everybody uh-huh. has some issues that you can that you can hit a button on, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. And, 
it doesn't really matter what you are. So I, you know, it's I have patience with my world. I like them. Well, it kind of reminds me of uh, there was a station um, that I was affiliated with back in the day in San Diego, and they had a Halloween party, and there was free FM. Yes, and there was this internet, this uh, interracial couple that came. And uh, the guy was a slave and his girlfriend, no, the guy was the slave master, his girlfriend was a slave. She was black and he was white. And they came and they did it as a joke. They were not allowed to any more events because so there were people, white and black, that were in the audience that were appalled. Fights were about to break out. It was so bad and Daniel so earlier, nasty. You got to know your audience. Yes. Know your audience. You got to know your audience. And although you may think it's funny, and it may be funny in a small group setting, mm-hmm. you know, you also got to be aware of the messages that you're sending out to the masses. Like when you're around a massive group of people, everybody doesn't know you. They don't More know your personality. Likely, they're not going to know them. They're not going to know your personality, your character. They don't know if you're a jokester. They don't know. They're just going to look at you and, and form an opinion off their subconscious working in two seconds. And you're racist. Oh, my God. I can't believe they do that. How could this black woman do this? Mm-hmm. Or is she being impressed? Is she okay? You know what I'm saying? And that's so, why you have to do your homework. And a lot of people are entitled themselves within their own utopias. And yeah. you have to understand, when you step foot out in the, in the street in the world, it's not about you. No. You have to assimilate in some form of capacity throughout your day, regardless, right? This you is the hardest. Let me tell you something, This is the hardest part of my life. <laughs> I don't want to assimilate. Yeah, me neither. Ooh. I don't want to assimilate. I don't want to assimilate. And you I know agree. what? It's tough. It, I've lost out on so many things. So many things because yeah. I don't want to assimilate. But there's a piece of me to where I just want to stay true to who I am in all regards. And I feel it feels weird when I start trying to assimilate into another. It feels fake. And I've been trying to learn, and it's not, there is a way to do it without feeling fake. And that's yeah. a, that's a, I think that's a skill that I'm trying to get better at to assimilate into another thing, maybe tone down my personality a little bit and just shut up. No, it's okay because if you think about it, those of us uh, that are a little older, uh, I don't want to date myself, yeah, yeah. but if you're watching Eight is Enough, Leave it to Beaver, you're watching a specific show. If it wasn't a Parcher, Parcher's family was on the road, right? Yeah. yeah on the bus. Yeah. They were traveling, yeah. right? But we got used to people just going to the store, going to school, coming home to the living room on most of the shows growing up, mm-hmm. right? Remember when the Jeffersons went to Hawaii? No, the Jeffersons went to Hawaii. I that yeah, episode. Man. Oh, yes. no. Yes, man. You know, good times, they kind of stayed stagnant in yeah, the they community. Yeah, they stayed in the hood. Right? Yeah. But the Jeffersons, they went to Hawaii. It was an episode. Oh, I got to watch oh, that. Oh, I don't remember man. that. Yeah. So, remember, we would be like, oh, man, they travel, right? Yeah. Remember when Love Boat went place to place? They would get off from yeah. port here. Yeah, it's exciting. So, that's how life is. Yeah. Right? When we're from Los Angeles, and you just go here to there. I went to this high school. I work here. I work at the DMV. I work at the county building. I work wherever. Not sliding those two places I just named. Yeah. Because, you know, sensitive yeah. people. Shout out to my DMV. Absolutely. People working for the county. But what I'm saying is, it's good to go to Santa Barbara. Of course. It's good to go to San Diego yes, County. Yes, it is. Stay on the street. Let's so, go to Ventura County. So what you're saying is, is learn the learn the language learn of Santa language. Barbara. Learn the language of just Southern California of life. Learn the language of travel, right? 
you, you go to New York, you go to Arizona, you go to, I don't, don't want to say, I don't want to offend nobody. People are mad at Florida, but I love Florida too. <laughs> you go to Martha's Vineyard, you travel the world, yeah. right? But let's learn not to just go point A to point B. Also, right? I think too that it's important not to shame somebody because they like to go to other places. Because I know, yes. you know, growing up, I had a segment of friends that if I decided, I love Santa Barbara and I've always wanted to move to Santa Barbara. Oh, you're one of them. What do you mean oh, I'm one, one of them? them. What do you go. mean one of them? And th- I've heard that you, my you, whole you probably life. Dealt with I was just knowing you being biracial probably dealt with. And that's another thing that some people don't really who are just who come from both black parents. Both me and Krista are, are from biracial relationships. Colorism. You know, well, you well, it's, it's, it's one of those things to where we're like, we don't fit in some in some places. And it feels weird. We, we we identify as black, but then black people, some black people, not all, some black people were like, oh, you're not black enough. You're not black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because and, of how you move. Because you know, how you move. And then white yeah. people are like, you're not white. You know wow. what I'm saying? And so you're in this weird space of like, I don't fit in anywhere. And that's, now, that's a story you got to tell. Yeah, though, and that's and right? that's a story that I do yeah, tell because tell, it's yeah. it is frustrating, it is infuriating, and it is very, 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 very painful. My daughter's experiencing that as well, and we've had to sit down and had you know have some talks, and I've shared my Your experience. Your daughter could pass as Latina, though. You well, know? most people think she is <laughs> yeah. Latina, but we've had to have these talks because she's going through the pains of it, and it yeah. makes me mad because I'm like, I thought we were going to be further along by now. No, we're no. not. Listen, obviously. we're going to get to Mal Rose, who's on the phone when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. We don't try to be all things to all people. We just remain true to who we are. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. Let's go to Melrose Larry Green, who caused so much controversy on the radio yesterday. Melrose, oh. He's going to be sad. Don. Look, he's going to be sad. Yes, yes, my Rose. I lo- you know I love you, right? No, no, no. You know I love you. I, that, I, I, I want to preface this conversation before we even talk with you. know I love you, and I'm not mad at you or anything like that, okay? You're always welcome on the show. Good. Okay. That's that's the that's the main thing. Yeah. Uh, what I, what I got to do, what I got to do is tell you really, really straight up, okay? I apologized yesterday to Shantae and anybody else that might have been offended by my comment. I told Krista this morning, I called her at home, and I told her, I said, when I'm on the radio, sometimes I, I, I take off like automatic pilot, okay? I sometimes don't even know what I'm saying. So I apologize for any words that were taken the wrong way, but I want to indicate to everybody out there, because I love this radio station, and I value the fact that you give me this tremendous forum for this great community here in L.A. Even though Shante did not call me a racist, I infer that from her. She was offended. She was offended. And, you know, I'm sorry. And I apologize to her. And, uh, you know, I, I do believe that anyone that knows me knows that I don't have a racist bone in my body. What my comment that I made was something like Howard Stern used to always say that. That's exactly if if if, if you must know. And one rule in radio, you don't break up the name of other hosts on the radio. But I already broke up brought up his name. I love this station. I have I have thoughts, fantasies of working for KBLA at some point down the road on the air. And I really felt that this this hysteria yesterday 
would would get to Elston Howard Butler and and Tavis Smiley, and I don't want that. This is this is like the happiest week of my life. I love Karen Bass. You know that, and you know I was there on Juneteenth with my signs. I've been looking forward all week to this, and I just I'm going to be there because I'm not going to give anybody else a victory lap on this. I'm going to be there, and I'm probably going to be the first one there. Like I was the first one at the Nile Cafe in on Market Street in Inglewood. You can ask Elston Howard Butler. I was there with him. You were. And the other guys. Yeah. And and when I met you that... What was that? I'm sorry? No, I'm sorry. What did you say? I'm, I, I, I'm saying that I was the first one there at the Nile Cafe, that promo, the day after Juneteenth or before Juneteenth. I love the radio station. and But I will never tolerate anybody even inferring that I have a racist bent. I do not. I do not, and, and, and I'm a big boy. Now, I really, at one point, didn't want to even come to this thing Saturday after yesterday. No, but after you told uh, Melrose, stop hey. it. Melrose, listen. Okay, stop. you like listen, me. Listen. That's all. It, Melrose, stop it. Uh, uh, Shantae is baby Antifa. And so, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know, listen. You got to understand that black people we're not a monolith. Uh, there are so many different aspects of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, some that are a little bit more pro, pro, pro black, and and some that are uh, that move in different circles. And so, we, for me, in, in this show, uh, I want you. I want everybody to be involved in it. You know, what I'm saying. Right. I mean, yes, this is a station owned by a black owner, um, and it's a progressive radio station. But uh, there is no. Um, there is no you shade that you have to be to listen to it. Uh, we welcome your support, and you've been supporting us since uh, the inception of this radio station. And, and I want to say uh, thank you, and I love you. And you're always going to be welcome. And if anybody has good. a problem with that, they need to come see me because I'm always going to stick up for you. I know who you are. I wouldn't put you on this radio station and right. allow you on the show. You or any type of racist or anything like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So so don't. And and I, and, I, and I appreciate Daniel's comments and. Um, I thank you for those comments, Daniel. And, I have a lot to learn. And listen, and here's the thing: don't mistake us having a conversation that is all about you. You may have sparked the conversation that we had on the air, on the air, but it, but it turned into kind of a debate and us kind of pontificating on the air and stretching out thought, which is what I do a lot. We may take you as the catalyst for the conversation right. okay. but the conversation is not all on your shoulders it's it's it may spark the conversation we may debate it we may talk about it we may stretch it out in different ways and it's more so of trying to really bring understanding to different perspectives and and different people out there listening there may be maybe a lot more Melrose Larry Greens out there who are like you who may have learned something about the whole situation mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily like we're I like wh- wh- whooping you on the air or anything like that I don't want you to think like that if right. I thought you were any okay. type of racist or any type of person who really mm-hmm. wanted to do any damage right. to this radio station I would never have you on but right. Melrose I appreciate yeah, your love I appreciate your willingness to, to 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 do anything to spread the word of KBLA all throughout the city of Los Angeles from Hollywood to Larchmont to, to, to you know to South Bay to wherever you go we appreciate you. You know what I'm and saying? Don, Don, one thing I just want to say real quick, because I know time is yeah. short. Um, I, I, I am so thrilled for Karen Bass, and I have a personal reason for that. My mother never got to go to medical school back in the 1930s because it was very tough for Jewish women to get into medical school. Mm-hmm. Never became an MD. She was a brilliant scientist. My mother, Augusta Greenblatt, 
and I'm almost in tears right now, would have been thrilled to know that Karen Bass, an African-American woman, is the mayor of the city that her son lives in. And I will not have any Trump stuff with me on Saturday. No hats, no T-shirts, no mansions. This is about Karen Bass and my mother, Augusta Greenblatt. And I love you guys. Well, listen, and Shantae, Mar- 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 listen I'm I, sorry. Listen, we... You can have you listen. I don't. And this, here's another thing: for those of us who think opposite of what the mainstream is, you can have your. You can like Trump all you want. You know what I'm saying? I I don't want you to feel like you're. I love you're you bad. guys. You know, no, but I don't want you to feel bad or feel like you need to go duck in a hall because you like Trump. Okay. These are differences of okay. opinions, and I think that conversation on the air and through the community will help us understand how why you like Trump. And then why maybe us, we like Joe Biden. And maybe we can find some common ground to which we both can grow um, through conversation and dialogue. I, I would never expect and, and, you to come out here because of beautiful. what you listen, because that's of what beautiful. you've said uh, time and time yeah. again. I didn't I didn't. Karen Bass wasn't my candidate. But yes. and, and, and I, I want to point this out. Karen Bass wasn't my candidate. But she's the mayor of Los Angeles, and I'm going to support her because I want to see her be successful. And I think I, do. I think that coming from your lips is something that people need to recognize and respect at the at the end of the day. I love her. And, the, and this is the she's dialogue wonderful. that we need to have with our brothers and sisters who are opposite in our political yes. beliefs. Yes. It, it, for them to say, listen, my candidate didn't win, but you know what? I don't want Karen Bass to, to suffer. I want to give her the best opportunity to support Maybe she'll change my mind. Maybe she won't. But you know what? I don't want – if she fails, that means L.A. fails. And it's a teaching moment. It's a teaching moment, Um, yeah. You know, and sometimes, like I said earlier, every story is not a story. Yeah. And sometimes we do too much. Sometimes we need to keep things to ourselves in order to, 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 you know, to put a cart, right? Yeah. The thing is, if if we all care about our communities, if the objective is to empower people and unify people – why would we say something or do something that would create discord, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's if it if it's a particular candidate that you voted for, that's between you, that pencil, and that and that piece of paper yeah. and that right. uh, voting poll. Nobody should know that. For you to tell someone, especially a candidate that might not be worthy, like why are we saying that and doing that? You, it's over. Support the candidate that's in office now and move forward, yeah, right? That's right? Like you can't do too much, right? Yeah, and you're, you're absolutely right on that, that, that. I think Daniel, that's a that's a great. Um, teachable moment that we're having right here is that That's right. regardless That's right. of who you voted for in the election look at what we got in front of our face right now and let's be supportive of that you know what i'm saying until another election time comes up and then you have a chance to make a decision again. can i say something yeah. too that um i've known people a good friend of mine she lost half of our friends because she's a trumper her and her husband are trumpers and i'm the one who didn't you know, go, you know, just not like her because I don't really care who you vote for as long as you vote. That's how I look at it. As long as you exercise your right to vote because um, I, it's none of my business, you know, and I don't want to know. I'll be well, honest. I don't want to know. You know. Those Trumpers can learn a lesson from what Daniel just said right here that regardless of whether your candidate lost, let's get on board for yeah. the candidate who won. True. And help them become a success because at the end of the day, whatever, whoever won is affecting all of us at the end of the day. And that goes for both sides of the spectrum, right and left. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we I pre- listen, I appreciate you. I appreciate different opinions um, that are, are not necessarily uh, uh, my, uh, my ideology because 
Meryl's everything that you, how you view the world is, is a way I can learn. And that's another, and, and to Don, me, that's a very important thing very for the show. Important. About Mark Ridley Thomas. Yeah. If you ever meet him or, or talk with him, I know him from when I ran for mayor 30 years ago. I knew him. He has twins. He's a wonderful guy. And, and I'm so proud of Tavis, the way he went to bat for Mark Ridley Thomas. And Maxine Waters. I know her, too, when I ran for mayor. And when I ran for mayor, the only people that let me debate were the black communities. I went down to Rosa Parks, to Nickerson Gardens, Jordan Downs. And I want to say this on the radio so you're all the millions that are listening to you right now all over the world. I want to work with Maxine Waters and Mark Ridley Thomas and Marquise, the councilman in your district yeah. over here, and Curran Price and everybody else to get rid of the the problems that are plaguing the city, the homelessness, the mental illness, the crime. And, and, and thank you for this forum. And I, God, I just want to reach out to anyone that might have been hurt by my comments. I don't know what it is to be black, but by listening to KBLA, I'm getting a feeling. Exactly. I love, I love that. that. And that's a good ending now. Don't bring it up no more. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. All right, Melrose, we love you. We'll see you this weekend. Uh, be safe, okay? Yeah, thank you. Thank All right, you. Dr. Legend. That All was right. so nice of him to, uh, that he cares. Anytime, oh, yeah, anytime. Because a lot of people do things in life and they just think it's about them and they're entitled and they're like, whatever. I just. You know, just pooped all over the floor. I don't care. No, you know, when, he calls. And yeah, he, I was going right? to. I was going to say when he called me. Uh, he Personally, heard, he he wow. first he reached out to me last night, but I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't going to talk to anybody. Then when he called me this morning, early this morning, I was like, this really means a lot to him to, you know, just vent. And he did, and he's like, you know me, you know I'm not. I mean, he was really, really upset, and he was worried that his people would be per- perceive him as no. a racist. So he was, you know, and I said. I hope you don't not go to the event because he was on the fence about going to the event. I said, I hope you don't not go. You should still go to the event. But I'm glad he called in. No, I think um, we uh, there are some in the in our community who just do not want any type of allies outside of it, or they want the allies to be quiet. And, and me, I'm I'm like, let's all come together. I'm kumbaya. Yeah, of course. Yeah, don't let baby Antifa Shante <laughs> uh, uh, keep you away. You know, all right. Listen, more of this conversation we're having, great. A lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, We're going to get to all of it. We're going to take your phone calls, your open mics, 800-920-1580. It's KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. Daniel, you've been in a relationship game for a minute. Maybe you can give me some advice here. My girlfriend is mad at me. Again? Oh, wow. For what? I snapped at her last night. Really? So I came home, and I was like, you ever been so tired you can't, like, talk? Or function. Or function. Yes. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm tired. I mean, it takes, a lot of people don't understand, talking on the radio for three hours is like, once again, juggling water. It's very hard to do. You get good at it over time. I mean, I've been in this industry almost 30-some years. But it's it's exhausting. But my girlfriend like is at home with her kids, and so she wants a little conversation. And and I and I just I my brain just wasn't working last night. And <laughs> wow. I, I I told her I said, "Baby, I'm tired. I'm just I'm tired. I'm very tired." And then my my, my girlfriend has a tendency when I'm tired to ask me to do things. <laughs> you know, which for, for the most part I, I I'll do. 
But I, we've had a conversation before where I said, listen, when I get lack of sleep, so, so like in for, in for the past three, four days, I haven't been able to sleep throughout the whole night. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm tired constantly because I haven't my brain hasn't got a chance to shut off and shut down. And so I, I'm irritable when I'm when I'm like sleepy and tired. And I, I've told her this before. But, you know, she wanted to fix me some steaks. And I said, you don't have to fix me anything. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm not hungry. I'm tired. You know, and then she wanted me to get up to put the, uh, what, what is that little meter, that little cook, that thing you put in the steaks? That, that, that that's thermometer? She's like, hey, can you put the steak for me? I was like, you know, and then I snapped at her. I said, is there anything else you want me to do? Oh, wow. Well, because You're my, being sarcastic. No, 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 no. Well, no, my girlfriend has a tendency to ask me to do multiple things, not all at once, mm-hmm. but within like three minutes of each mm-hmm, other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what happens in the kitchen, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, did you think, Don, you was going to do one thing? You got to know, <laughs> hey, know your arena too, boss. And that's why. I, and that's yeah. why, and that's why I said, is there anything else you yeah, need but me you to can't do? Say that when you're in the kitchen and you're helping out, or you're in the house, you're going to be right able to do anything at any given time. Like you, you not you think you about to kick it with the remote? You're in a house. It's I wasn't functional. even trying to kick it with the remote. I was just trying to l- kick it on my with my head on my hand before I was asleep. No, but just for, no. I just needed like an hour or two to recuperate, so I can kind of refresh myself to wake up and then I can talk. You know what I'm saying? But she she got mad because I snapped. You probably should have had a sit down when you came in, feeling but, that way. But was the sit down not me saying? Because I said, "Hey, I'm tired. I'm tired." Mm-hmm. She was like, "I want to fix some steaks," and I'm like. She's like, but you need to take the trash out first. I said, listen, you don't have to fix the steaks, but I'll still take the trash out. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm just, I'm tired right now. So, let, so let me tell you something. So, when you're an athlete or you're coaching, yeah. right, and you know, when you come home, people know that you're tired because of what you do, right. and they understand it because they see it, they smell it, and they can taste it. A lot of people don't understand your craft, maybe because they think it's easy to come to a studio, get on the mic. And be a host and do talk radio. Hold that thought because I, I, I want to hear this because maybe you can give me some game here because maybe I'm missing a step. More of this conversation when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. I'm Tavis Smiley. Over the course of this year, I have delivered a number of editorials about the troublesome case of LA City Councilman Mark Ridley Thomas. In each editorial, I laser focused on three bedrock principles of our democracy due process the presumption of innocence, and fundamental fairness. The recent settlement of Ridley Thomas's compensation claim is a major victory for due process, the presumption of innocence, and fundamental fairness to which we are all entitled. This settlement represents a tacit acknowledgement by the city of Los Angeles that city controller Ron Galperin, aided and abetted by city attorney Mike Feuer, and former city council president Nuri Martinez, who was forced to resign in disgrace, excessively abused their power. Their actions were not just legally wrong, they were harmful to Ridley Thomas's legal defense. You cannot accuse an individual, take away the seat to which they were duly elected, their health care in the midst of a pandemic, I might add, their pension and their salary, then tell them that while they are suspended, they cannot earn outside income and somehow expect that they will have the resources to fight and defend their good name. It was preposterous then, and in retrospect, it's even more outrageous now. Much of the blame for this travesty of justice rests squarely on the shoulders of Nuri Martinez, 
who allowed her personal political ambitions, racial animosity, and thirst for power to override good governance and good judgment. It was abundantly clear on that now infamous leaked audio tape that Martinez wanted to punish and tarnish Ridley Thomas. And she did, but she ruined herself in the process. Big Mama always said, God don't like ugly and he ain't fond of cute. Once Neri Martinez's toxic leadership was no more, the council quickly and correctly moved to resolve an injustice born in part by their own rush to judgment and abdication of responsibility in performing due diligence. Their settlement action this week starts the process of restoring honor and trust. In March, Ridley Thomas will finally have his day in court and a chance to restore his good name. For KBLA Talk 1580, I'm Tavis Smiley. We welcome your comments. Uh, is this a uh, blues traveler? Oh, that's oh my culture God. Club. This is Culture Club. Culture Club. Thank oh, you for knowing yeah. this. Thank and you. And it didn't matter that I went to Crenshaw and grew up on 75th Thank and Frigga War. I listened to this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is Comic, 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 Comedian. Church of the Poison uh, Mind. Poison. Yeah, Church of the Poison oh, Mind. Man. Is there Stevie Wonder on harmonica? No. No. Man. Oh, I love Boy George. See, oh. we got to rub it off our shoulder, put yeah. the raincoats yeah. on. That's done. Don't say go stagnate it. Thank you, Andy, any so indifferent. Much. <laughs> I'm a proud African American man that loves '80s pop music. Thank you. Oh right? gosh, thank you. I love the skateboards and the bands and all the stuff I couldn't do because I was antagonized. I was in looking some of these at listen, I was looking at Andy's shoes. <laughs> Andy's wearing Converse today, right? Yeah. Are you wearing Converse? Yeah, I was looking at his shoes today. Welcome back to hour two of the three-hour thrill ride. Down to meet you versus everybody. Christian Daniel this week. Um, we're talking about me last night. You know, I kind of I, I snapped at my girlfriend last night. And she got she got upset. Oh, she got upset with me. So I snapped at her, and she kind of shut down, right? And I was like, I knew she shut down, but I was so tired that I was like, I just don't have the capacity to engage you right now. I went back to sleep on the couch, and then she woke me up, pointing her finger at me and mad at me. I'm mm. like, oh. So it was festering inside of her, which carried over into this morning. And I was trying to talk to her, and, and you have to wait till this anger dissipates before you can have really have some type of communication because – you can't really talk to people when they're upset, mad, or angry. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to talk through the lens of love. And, you know, maybe I didn't do all I could do. I came through last night, and I was like, I'm tired. And I thought she heard that. <laughs> and she was like, I want to cook these steaks because, you know, I love, you know, she had a tomahawk, but it, it was sat in the refrigerator for too long because um, for, what, for whatever reason. She went and got some other steaks she wanted to cook. And I told her, I said, I don't, you know, she wanted to cook for me. And this is another thing in my life where people want to do things for me. But in that moment, I don't need you to do these things. Mm. Because the things I need you to do right now are, I'm tired (laughs) and I'm sleeping. And I appreciate the fact that you want to do X, Y, and Z for me. And I appreciate that. But right now, what I need in this moment is just... A peace, peace, quietness, and just rest for a second. It just for me, just a couple hours. Just give me a couple hours to kind of like get my mind, and I'll talk to you 
after that, you know. And so um, she got upset with me last night, and and you know I, I don't uh, I don't want her to be upset because I really care about her, I really care about her, I love her, um, and I really care that she wants to do things for me. Um, but the other thing I also come to realize is that my character, I stay consistent with who I am. I let you know who I am. I, I let you know about me. I would do everything and then some for you, whatever. I stay consistent. But people seem to like not remember the consistency of who I am and the the what I do when they're upset. People forget your history when they're mad at you. It's just like in this moment, it's like... You're, you mean the things that you've done, the good things and the... Yeah, who, the who I am as a person. Of course, I agree with that. Who I am as a person, my character, yeah. what I've done, the how, how I've spent my treasure on you, my time, my love, my energy, intimacy, all of that seems to go out of the window when people are mad. You know, and, and, uh, and, and this is not about he said, she said, this is more about... What's a, what's a piece of game, and how could I have handled this situation in a better way, given the fact that I was delirious and I couldn't really think straight in this moment? And I I came in, I'm tired. I said it was a slugfest on the air. You know, I'm saying dealing with that. Yesterday's conversation was a lot. Um, what could I have done better? I mean, I don't know. You know, I mean. Well, first of all, <clears throat> you know, people have love languages. We all yes. know that. Yeah. And, um, you know, people know their partner. Some people have been dating a short amount of time, long period of time. But once again, I always tell you, I'll go back to sports. You got to know your personnel. You got to know who you're, you're in a relationship with. You got to know pet peeves. And you got to do your homework. You don't just go against an opponent and you don't know what they do. Mm-hmm. Some people say, I don't care. I'm going to do what I do. And they have to adjust to me. And that's okay? wrong. I think that, to, to me that's you wrong. you can do that. We did that when I played at Crenshaw, right? In yeah. the UNOV. But in life, you can't do that. No. Right? You have to make some adjustments. Especially when you have a partner. Yeah. So, you if have you a partner? so if you're going through it in the middle of the day, you should have. she should have known that prior to you coming home. Because you didn't just start feeling that when you walked in the door. You so, got to let people know. So maybe, and this is the problem I have also, is that my career, and this goes back even to when I was married. You know, my ex-wife used to tell me, we got a real job. Oh, go be wow. a Go be a welder. Thanks. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is why we're not married anymore. You know what I'm saying? But still lower um, to, 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 to a certain extent. <laughs> um, a lot of people don't understand how hard it is to sit there and talk on the radio for three hours and keep the conversation uplifting, engaging, creative uh, introspective it's 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 it, it sounds easy but it's not it's very hard it's, but where are they supposed to learn that from don that's like us watching tv and we don't know what people go through we always see the prize the lakers yeah. holding the trophy up and going to the parade but unless you play basketball you don't know about preseason conditioning because they don't show the they don't go through the process of showing that stuff because it's not glorified they want to show the championship in the games when the fans show up it's the other stuff it's so just how, like life so how does one how, this is a great question for those who have jobs that their significant may not understand the true task of what it takes to do the job. How do you how do you how do you convey that in a loving way without being mean and in a way that they'll receive it? What's wrong with just communicating? Because well, again, I did, I did that when I came home. I, right. sa- I said, "I'm tired." I said, "I'm tired." Number one. Uh, the other thing was that she wants to cook steaks. I said, "You know," and you, but I need to take out the trash. I said. I'll take out the trash, but you don't have to cook the steaks. I'm tired. So 
but again, because uh, I, you know, have dated somebody that was in your shoes and I was a nightmare to him. I'm not going to lie. I was a nightmare. I would call oh, him uh, after the show oh, and uh, yell at him about the guests and you did this, you did that, you did this. Oh. And and that wasn't easy t- for me personally um, to hear him, you know, either say I'm not having this conversation or I'm going to hang up the phone or whatever. It took a couple times for it to kind of register that to give him a break. And that's the thing is, is really, it's a twofolded situation because really your feelings do matter. And I kind of, I don't feel in my opinion, you should feel guilty because you were tired and like, what could you have done better? I think the situation is she really has to understand, listen, there's times where it's going to be hard for me when after a long day i just need a break give me an hour and she just has to respect it that's just the bottom line yeah i i think that we don't listen to people when we talk yeah we don't and that we want to we want to place what you're saying to us in a moment either that that's a lie that's not the truth or i'm not taking what you're saying at face value oh what you've been sleep all day long well like maybe i'm asleep all day long because i'm not fully rested and i'm Mm -hmm. trying to get some rest here and i am just i'm not in a point where i'm like my mind has shut off because it's hard for me to reconcile shutting my body down and shutting my mind down at the same time too a lot of times i can shut my body down but my mind is still going while while i'm while i'm asleep and then you wake up and it's just like you're still tired because your mind is still racing that's why you gotta be at ease and that's why you know you have to have an environment at home that's conducive to relaxation and separating life from work, from family, from home. And that's why you go to some people's homes. You know, you got CNN at home. Not knocking CNN, but I'm just saying. You're watching today's topics. There's a lot of negativity in the world, and that needs to be reported regardless, right? But at the same time, you know, you are what you eat, right? You you know, and that's why I tell people with music. You know, the old Danny or Daniel, when I was 19, listens to different types of music than I do now, right? Because I've matured. My match Maturation rate. At a certain point, you got to know how to go to sleep, right? But you can't take things with you, right? Check those luggage at the door, the front door. Check them that's in. A, that's a good point. Yeah. So, so let's not talk about work, anything on the radio, no, anything. No. Matter of fact, never. let's no. and maybe I need to stay off my phone. Oh, for sure. I need to. I need, and that's addicting to me because yeah. because I'm in this zone of like I got to constantly know what's going on. All the time. So that. Work because of your work ethic, man. Yeah, Yeah. because I got to know what's going on all the time. I got to be listening to what's podcasts, news reports, so that when I come on the air, I can sit there. You're ready. You're ready. You did your job. Uh, Yeah. No, but you got to, man, you got to get massages, right? Yeah. You need to, you need to ride your bike, ride treadmill. You need to exercise. You need to eat right. You need to think right. You need some, you need Jesus, or <laughs> yeah, whatever you, whatever you worship. Uh, you need something other than just coming to work, going home, and taking news and topics and things with you. You got to separate that stuff, man, because life is not easy. No, it's it's right? We got to take care of our mental. That's yeah, part of mental health. Well, like, you know, right? yeah, Einstein had a quote that said, "Creativity is the residue of time wasted," mm, and so maybe mm, I need to waste mm. time. And that may, maybe, maybe I need to do a better job of that, of mm. staying off of my phone mm-hmm. on YouTube. At night, do you work out? No, but that's something I. I it, 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 it goes in rhythms, okay. peaks and valleys. So, yeah. so I love to run, and so um, when I lived in West LA, uh, I would I did live about thirty blocks from the beach, and so what I would do is I would put a book on through Audible mm-hmm. and run down to the beach mm-hmm. and back, and it took me about 
two and a half, maybe three hours mm-hmm. to complete mm-hmm. that. And it was just the exercise. I mean, it wasn't fully running, maybe running mm-hmm. run three, three or four blocks uh, at once, walk a block, three, four blocks. It was kind of that, that type of situation. Mm-hmm. Listen to a book, and it was just kind of like think a little bit, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. uh, rest a little bit. It, but it, that kind of workout kind of relaxed me in such a way that was – you know, good. And I think I, I need to get back to that. Well, you got to be, you know, a lot of people are in a race of life, right? We're so money driven, yeah. right? Career driven success. You're not going to be able to be successful and keep this money if you're not alive. You're right. You know, a lot of people in our, you know, in our our age group and our culture are, are unfortunately leaving this earth a little quicker because of their lifestyles mixed with how they move, how they eat, how they think. And this stuff is serious. We got to take care of ourselves. It's something that you did say, too, is when you go home, that's your sanctuary. That's yes, a place where you yes, have to yes. feel at peace. And I think the hardest thing that I heard from my boyfriend was sometimes I don't even want to come home because <laughs> it's 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 like... It's messy here. I've, and I've, once, I've been in relationships like that to where you just like don't want to step foot. You're yeah. like, oh my because, God. Because there, there, he would know that, the, you know, that I would be on one sometimes. And when we sat down, really couple therapy really helped, number one. And then I started to listen because that's the thing is I wasn't listening. I was doing all the talking. I wasn't hearing what was important to him. And one day it registered, this is a good person in my life. Like I don't want to run him away because I'm being unreasonable. So I listened and then I made those baby steps and changed. And like you, like there's like your girlfriend, she wanted to make the steaks. There's been times that, look, I made this food. I want to make this food. And he's like, I don't want that right now. I just want to go watch football. Like, just give me a break. I had to listen and I had to learn to respect. Well, because your love language is like I want to make something. Yeah, that's my that's my love language. You know what I'm saying? And so you know, and I and I I I reconcile that. The other thing also has worked for me too is taking edibles before I go to bed. I I, I, I run I run out of edibles. (laughs) Maybe I need to go to the uh, to 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 the marijuana shop. See, that's assistance though, right? Like when you it is it is you're right. You have to be a natural, and 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 I'm not knocking it because I've never had a sip of alcohol in my life. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm 51. Never, never, never in my life. Wow. Wow. Second hand, nothing. And, nobody blows no, those. And, I, wow. and, and believe it or not, I have like five or six guys that I play with at Crenshaw High School who have never done the same. Wow. So people, but see, don't stereotype us. And no, we no, all never college that. graduates. Impressive. So you would it's think, admirable, see, man. But see, but that's the path that I'm on. This movement that I'm on, the way that I live, the lifestyle I live, didn't just start right mm-hmm. here. My, we were trained and raised the right way. You know what I mean? Wasn't always doing the right thing. Yeah. But you knew the right way, right? Yeah. And I think that's important, right? Working out and exercise and creating. You're the curator of your homes, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you are design at home, right? Yeah. So you need to design at home that's conducive to lifestyle, peace, relaxation, right? True. Yeah. Don't just the TV, the certain shows, certain music. We know what's good for us and what's not good for us, right? Yeah. I mean, I want to get back to, like, we used to stay up and talk all night long, you know? Well, that right? could be a problem, too. No, no, but it was... You gotta it relax was, after we, a certain No, no, time, but, but right? it was it would be like talking, we'd be clowning, we'd be yeah, making fun. It was it was It was relaxing conversation yes. between the both of mm-hmm, us, and I want to mm-hmm, get back mm-hmm, to that mm-hmm, point mm-hmm, where, we're, where we're in bed, we're talking, mm-hmm, we're laughing, we're, mm-hmm. we're clowning, we're saying inappropriate things towards amongst we have this little connection between the two of us mm-hmm, and i feel mm-hmm. we've kind of gotten away from that because of circumstances that i, I don't want to get into mm-hmm, here on the radio mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you know i, I want to get into that so we're going to get you a blunt later on so get no ready. i'm sorry <laughs> yeah not not uh, really at 51 out the blue i'm gonna have my first drink today come on now, listen listen we're all gonna die yeah. everybody's gonna get it all right let me talk about when we come for it's kbla talk 1580 courage is courage contagious is contagious we're kbla talk 1580 
Less BS per broadcast. Fewer microaggressions per megawatt. KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, oh, shout out to Melrose Larry Green. Shantae Carmel Blake says that she accepts your apology. Good. Yeah, tell, tell Melrose I accept his apology. Signed, Baby Antifa. Aw, I love nice? Shantae. She's, yeah, she's really love sweet. you. Yes, yes. And I'm not biased because he's a Shaw dog. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot you guys both went to Crenshaw. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry you guys couldn't make it out the hood and go to some place like Santa Monica High School. Oh, we or, didn't need to because I, like, preparatory I, high school. Hey, like I said, 12 out of 15 dudes on the 88 <laughs> team got college degrees, right? And I'm not knocking anybody that didn't. I'm just saying no, you had I'm a lot just, of obstacles I'm, against us. I'm just, I'm just teasing. Yeah, Cren- champions on and off the court. I wish I could have went to a school like Crenshaw. Washington Prep was a very interesting school. I went to Emerson Junior High School, Braddock mm-hmm. Elementary School. So I dibbled and dabbled in and out of the hood areas throughout my upbringing, depending on where I was at. Um, Can't say that anymore, right? No, right. can you? Look, no. Uh, they labeled us that. But um, some people back east, uh, if you're from Newark, New Jersey, or, or some places that people may seem undesirable, may yeah. say, how are you guys a hood and it costs 1.4? Because <laughs> 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 oh, we got it like that. This is Los Angeles. This it was lifestyle, very, baby. It was very interesting <laughs> to, to go from a school like Washington Preparatory High School to Santa Monica High School yeah. and from a predominantly minority school to a predominantly white school um, and see the differences in culture. Although I, I, I don't think I had enough awareness to really understand the magnitude of what I was in, but it was very interesting to the different cultures. And, and um, I think it has um, helped me throughout my life, you know, because not only have I only worked at black owned radio stations throughout my career, I've also worked for corporations that are predominantly white, mm-hmm. you know, and so I've been able to kind of maneuver both back and it forth. It prepared you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I can speak the language of yeah. both, you but know That's what, what we talked about earlier, you know, go to different places, go to different schools, you know, do, do different things. It's, right? it's, it's, to me, it's served me well, but there are some in our community who don't understand, who haven't made that move no, no. to move outside of the community to where it's like, listen, I can... I can be in corporate America. I could be in hood America. I could be in black America. You know what I'm saying? I could, I can, you know, with the affluent black folk, I can, I can roll Stay with ready, you. Stay ready, right? I, 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 ready, I know, so I, to I know how to navigate it all at, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But some of it, some people in our community, they just don't understand it or don't really get the value. But they don't have to. Because, mm-hmm. see, that's another thing we have to understand. But isn't that. You can't but, knock other people just because, you know. A person like I have some family, I have friends that love being in a certain area and they don't move around, right? That's how I was because I didn't go to Beverly Center until I was 21. I didn't do a lot of things on the west side because we lived on the east side of town. Yeah. And we came from Long Beach, Pasadena. So we didn't go to Beverly Center. That's far. We didn't have a car. We were on a bus. So I didn't get a chance to get acclimated to that, right? So I'm not going to, don't knock me because. I didn't, right? And I'm not going to knock anybody else. Some people love being in the community because the community is good for some, it, right? It, it is, but I also, I, to me, and, and I had a similar upbringing to where I, I remember the first time I, I found out that the black community wasn't as big as I thought it was. I <laughs> it's was, big, it's just spread out. Right, right, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so I was, so I grew up, we grew up in Los Angeles. Um, they were growing up in LA. There was a radio station called 92.3 The Beat here in LA. Mm-hmm. And to me, and my, my the only reference point I had for the world was LA. Mm-hmm. I thought LA was like everywhere around the world. And so the beat was always the number one radio station to me. 
to me. After 1580 K Day, no longer. After, existed. Yeah, after 1580 yeah, K Day. Right. 1580 K Day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but but this is like K Day was my very my tween years. Your introduction. Yeah. Introduction uh-huh. to, to music. The beat was kind of like, wow, this is the to me though. It was the number one radio station, and so I worked for this uh, syndicated radio network in Malibu. Mm. You know, they, and and they had this computer program, and they had the books that come out, and they classified uh, stations like ninety two point three The Beat as urban. Right, a label, a label. Okay. You know, you know, it's, it's, uh, Kiss FM would be something called THR Pop, which is contemporary hit radio. Uh, Coast would be something called uh, called adult contemporary. Um, maybe K Big would be something called uh, Rhythmic AC, which is Rhythmic a- Adult Contemporary. For business is, purposes, for now bi- that for you get business. older, you know that was for business, right? Yeah, yeah. so to speak, so right? to speak, right? Systematic business, Systematic, right? Stop. <laughs> so I thought because I listened to ninety two point three The Beat that these and it was the popular radio station that these stations were everywhere. And so I got on this computer program because I wanted to look at other radio stations I can mm-hmm. go work for mm-hmm. in California. Mm-hmm. And I said, let find me all of the urban stations in California. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was two. Mm. Two stations in California that were urban. KML up north? KML. Okay. See, I know I'm from L.A., but I represent the, I love the Bay Area, baby. I love the yay. And 92.3 yeah. The Beat. Really? Okay. And I was so ignorant to understanding that I was, and I, I give the analogy of a piece of pie and I'm in the middle of the smallest slice, and I don't know that the pie is bigger than what I way bigger, way bigger than way what bigger. I thought it was. I even called the company. I said, "Hey, I think your data's wrong. There can't be no two urban radio stations." And they looked and said, "Yeah, that's only two urban stations." And it wasn't until I got and this is at the very infancy of being in the radio industry that I got. I'm like, "Oh my god, they were right. There, it's it's it, I don't want to say it's racist. It's segmented and segregated. Urban is code word for black." And so, yes, of course, you're only going to have a black station. And you're tracked. Premier. You're tracked. Mm-hmm. Education was similar. A lot of things. A lot of things are like that, Don. And and that's why we need to educate people so we can be advocates. And then that comes down to voting for people. And that's why I say when you know what you should have, yeah. right? Because there's certain parts of the city where you have this amount of businesses, and then you go to other areas, they don't have those type of businesses. No. And I'm not going to give the platform and say, okay, well, this type of business, that type of business. Let's just say there's certain businesses that we no longer hmm, have use for in our community because they're oversaturated, and life has kind of evolved a little bit, and we don't need those type of businesses I know anymore. exactly, I know exactly you know what, what I mean? you're saying. They were then, good for us when we were yeah, younger. Yeah, and then you go to other areas, uh, and you don't see this, right? You're like, why, why isn't this business over here? Exactly. So, you know, and we have to be advocates for that, right? And then we get mad when a Whole Foods coming and say, oh, Ginger Fire is coming because they like that. No, we deserve great produce from the grocery right. store that is currently here. Right? I, th- right. I think I think the thing is, is that we're not the ones bringing it in mm. is, is an issue, and that's a message right there. More of this conversation when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud. loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins. All right, let's get through some of these phone calls before we move on. Sean, what's going on with you, man? Hey, everybody. Uh, you know, and you too, Don. I'm just kidding. I mean, so I really wanted to, you know, I, a couple of things. Yeah. When I heard Daniel, I don't know, I don't want to ask people's age. It doesn't matter. I mean, he played for, I mean, Crenshaw's a powerhouse. I'm here in the Bay Area. 
And here's a little. I had to. I had now, to now Sean, I do want to say he played Major League Baseball. I do want to say that. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I did not play Major League Baseball. You played Major I, League I, Baseball. Come on, Sean. Okay, Don. I mean, whatever you want to say, <laughs> yeah. I guess you know. Yeah, where are those checks? That's what I want. Well, but no, I was a pro- I was a prospect, but and I did you know very well, and I went to a major college for that. But I did not make Major League Baseball. Anyway, uh, what I was saying is. You know, back in the day, you know, when we were playing, there was no drugs or alcohol. You know, when we were playing, you had to keep your body and mind just perfect because the competition was fierce. Yeah. And I know from Crenshaw the competition was fierce. And I hear where I was in the East Bay, you know, and I'll just say Hayward was where I was playing at the time. And here's an interesting story. My team as a true as a sophomore, I was on varsity basketball team. We made it to the Coliseum. The, we would have, had we beaten, and I have to give them credit, Modesto, we would have played Crenshaw, I believe, in 83. Um, you know, John for Williams the, was on that team, whole. who I was with last night. John Williams was on that team, yes. Boom. And mm-hmm. so what I'm saying is, is that, you know, and I, I was a, a scoring guard, left-hander. You know, I'm not under six feet, but I, I scored 11 in the fourth quarter, and I wish – they would have played me earlier because uh, Badesto played a tremendous zone against our great team. But anyway, that's water under the bridge. But here's the here's the little detail: the game before we played, I'm up. We're all oh, the teams up in the stands. Remember those days? You're sitting up waiting to play, mm-hmm. and we're at the Oakland Coliseum, and you go into the locker room. I was so excited, I can't even tell you. Um, Cheryl Miller's team was playing in the Oakland Coliseum, and I, boom, Riverside, because I knew it wasn't Crenshaw, and I was like, and she was dunking in warm-ups, and and we were just like, you know, going crazy in the stands for her, and it was really a wonderful time to be alive, to see her just being so good and all that. But, yeah, you take care of yourself. By the way, Chris, I'm so happy you're feeling better. That was another thing I wanted to mention. Thank you. And Don... Yeah, and so I, I I can feel what Daniel's saying. You know, whether you had a drink or no cannabis in your life, I think that's wonderful because I had none of that until I stopped playing. When I stopped playing, drink a little beer, not saying anyone should do this, and, and only occasionally I do the gummies because I don't have like half a day to waste. You know, otherwise my kids will dominate me. But I will do it on occasion, and I'm totally an advocate for cannabis over alcohol. But that aside... Um, you know, Don, <laughs> communicate. Chris, Krista was saying, Krista was saying that uh, communication, man, no matter what it was that caused the havoc, right, with you and, <laughs> and, and, and your lady, you know, the whole thing is just make sure you acknowledge that what she's Don't talking about me. is real, you know. So right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying because here's the thing. Uh, is that there's no perfect answer to this. No, so not. what you did no. coming home from a bad from a bad day, guess what? The day isn't going to get any better at that point. At least you 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 realize that cuz I I everyone has bad days that are just not going to get better if you've ever been in business or anything. You know, some days it's going to be bad and you're going to have to wake up the next morning and try to regroup and make it a positive day. So that's all you do. You regroup, you make it a positive day the next day. And, uh, yeah, you guys will be back loving and squeezing and hugging. And those tomahawks, baby, whew. 
Amazing, right? Yeah. Just take care. And, and by the way, you can cook those things. Now, I'm old, so I eat leftovers. Cook those things. You can't, I mean, maybe you can eat the whole thing, but you cut those up. You can make a steak bowl with rice and veggies the next day for lunch, and it's bam. Yum. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Let's go to Randy and Waz out there. Uh, Randy, what's going on? I was under the impression you guys were talking about the unavailable uh, concept of us getting food in our community. No, no, we, we, yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah. We were talking about that also. We were talking about how, um, you know, we deserve certain um, um, healthy businesses in, in our community. Yeah, we do. We, we, we really do because just like I – I'm a little older than that guy that was on the phone there. Uh, we had meat markets that were owned by people uh, in the community mm-hmm. that, ca- that cared about us. In the what, what was it? Was it and the pro- was it the you buy we fry places? Because those are Korean, or was it? Was no, it, no. Or, or is this before it was that? Butcher oh, shops. Butcher but, shops. No, oh, butcher shops. Butcher Florence. We had yeah. We had butcher. We had we had Chuck's wholesale meat. Mm-hmm. Chuck's wholesale meat down in Compton and Rosecrans. George's over in Watts. Felix is over in Watts. What happened? They, what happened to these rest, these butcher shops that would serve the community? Were they were they were uh, they, they, were they drove them. out? Were they drove out because of Ralphs or a Walmart or Targets coming in, or were they just they just didn't have somebody to pass it on well, to? They a, a little bit of all of that because we have a feeling that if you're going to go to these other stores like Pavilions and all these, you you you're, you're uppity in the and you 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 moved on up. And you come now. We have them. Oh, so I we don't want to, we don't want to come back to our, to the neighborhood to go to the butcher shop because we don't understand right, the value right. of supporting the community, and that we feel we've made it. So why do I need to go to the butcher shop anymore? Which is an right. issue in itself. I think that's a marketing issue because it's it's one thing to only be able to go to the butcher, butcher shop in the community, but once you make it out of the community, or if you choose to move out of the community, and let's say you you know you're moving on up in the world. Um, there's nothing to kind of still support the community that supported you with quality products at right. the end of the day. And I think it's a marketing issue that we don't necessarily have in our community that we, we definitely need to really drive home the, 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 the reason that we need to support these community-owned businesses, even if you have the ability to move out of this. You know, and maybe these businesses also need to evolve. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, listen, you moved out of the community. Let me get a delivery service to get you, if you still want to order from me. Let me, let me, let me drop your food off yeah. at your house so um, it make it convenient for you to still spend your money with me. Yeah, one of the, one of the good things we we still have the market, farmers market in Will Rogers Park, and you might have anywhere from twenty five to thirty five on there, and we have some farms. If you guys are under the power lines from ninety second and Stanford. There's a lot of produce being grown there right now. Has has a lot, a lot of the butcher has a lot of the butcher shops been taken over by the Mexican markets. Uh, no, uh, most of the Latinos have got a real on the butcher shops in East L.A. East L.A. Yeah, and it's and a butcher shop and, off and, uh, Florence and Cinella, too, still, right now. Yeah, so meat, it's not a butcher shop, it's a meat. Yeah, yeah. Meat, 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 meat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're still, they're still there, but they're not as prevalent as they used no. to be back in the day. Well, they yeah. don't do business in the community. They, they do it with big grocery stores oh. and restaurants. Oh, like a distributor, basically. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're turned into distributors. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But All you right. have Farm to Table yeah. at a couple of little places around town, yeah, I too. Yeah, I think we need to, you know, if we want to support the community, I think we need to refocus and reorganize how we're doing business and then get the community. Uh, like, I think there is a level of uh, the business is not 
communicating effectively with the community and the community not being educated on why they need to support the businesses. And so we're kind of being left to kind of fend for ourselves. And, and then we're wondering why we don't support each other because we're not communicating effectively. There's a reason why, you know, if you if you care about keeping uh, black dollars in the black community um, and, and supporting black businesses, um, we need to do a better job of letting you know how to do that and creating a roadmap for it. Hey, uh, Randy, thanks thanks for the call. I appreciate you, man. I love you, man. What happened to, there used to be a Walmart over here. Whatever happened to that? Because it's not here anymore. So that must have been a long time ago. So, I remember, no, yeah, that, yeah. How long ago was that? Because I remember passing by. Three and, years, maybe. And there, then it's years. not here anymore. There is a, um, there's a union's that do not want things like Walmart coming in. If you notice that there are no Walmarts in the city of Los Angeles. And, yeah. if, and if there is a Walmart, it's a grocery store Walmart, not necessarily a mega store Walmart. And so I think a lot of the unions have protested Walmart coming in because what happens is they drive the price down of everything and it, and it kind of it cancels other businesses. And so you uh. know, you've got a lot of unions coming here that prohibit that. And so if you see the Walmarts, they're on the outskirts of cities yeah. outside of Los Angeles. It closed yeah. in 2016 in January. Yeah, because it wasn't. Oh. This Walmart wasn't a grocery store Walmart. It was more of a clothes like a Target type situation. Yeah, it was a little bit of everything. You know, I mean, they had some things uh, internally going on mm. um, that people in the community that are listening know what I'm talking about. But you know, we moved on and on to the next one, and hopefully, the new developers and the owners of the new Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Plaza, uh, you know, bring in some businesses um, that is conducive to the local community and hopefully they hire the community uh, because we have to adjust to certain businesses and that adjust to us as well so hopefully it's a good learning curve right you know yeah. people don't just come in here building anything and expect us to patronize it right mm-hmm. yeah um real quick before we move on let's go to jerry hello hey jerry how you doing man you hanging yeah, in there i have a quick yeah you're familiar with the Cover City area and the churches. There's a St. Mary Church in the Cover City area. St. Augustine's, you mean? St. St. Mary Church Saint, Saint Mary. in a residential area at Watsika and Shawnock. I lived across the street from there. Did you ever go to that church or go by there? The only church I went to in Culver City was called St. Augustine's, which is right across the street from what used to be oh. MGM. But did you ever go by the church on Watsika and Charnock? No, I don't think so. That's oh, Saint, 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 I lived across the street from there. Oh, man. I bet, I bet it was a beautiful time back in the 40s, huh, Jerry? Uh, yeah. It's Watsika. Go by there sometime. I think they closed down after a hundred years. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jerry. How you doing, Jerry? They've been there a hundred St. Mary. Yeah, are you holding up, Jerry? They called the, the they called this uh, the police on us kids once at the church because we were having balloon fights. Oh, was it 1910? And they the, what? What year was it? 1910? 1951. 51, yeah. We were having balloon fights and the preacher, the priest came out and they called the police on us. He missed. Take the balloons off the roof. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was the good old times. Good old times, Jerry. Good old times. <laughs> yeah, we'll good go, old by time. laugh, huh? go by this sometime. Go by this sometime. I'll check it out, Jerry, man. You hang in there, okay? Watsika. It says Watsika and Charnock at the edge of Cover City. All right, Jerry. Well, Jerry, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Love you, man. Thank you. All right. Bye, Jerry.
I thought he was going to bring up getting some fresh bread from Helms Bakery. <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the bread truck. Yeah, back in my day, Helms was just a small little building back yeah. in the day. I love you, Jerry. Jerry's a, they had the they had the uh, the bakery bread truck in Culver City. <laughs> On the east side, we had the donut truck. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you guys know about the donut truck. No, no, donut well, truck. the donut truck was uh, used to roll in South L.A., Compton, inner, inner city areas. And it just rolled down your street, and you hear this horn, hump, bump, bump. And it's like an old station wagon. It looked like a hearse or something. Oh, really? And they open the back doors and pull out these giant long shelves full of giant closed donuts. Oh, really? Wow. No, not the Randys, but the donut truck. You'll see some comments coming in my donut truck people out there in L.A. The, Holla, the, 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 donut truck, does baby. The, uh, does the ice cream trucks and donut trucks still exist? Is that... uh, yes, they do. Oh, you okay. just don't see them. I'm just not, not, I'm not yeah, in the area. I don't know if you live there. I, no, it's been a long time since i uh, yeah. seen the ice cream yeah. truck in there, you know. Yeah. All right, more, here, though. Yeah, okay. All right, more conversation when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where truth prevails. truth prevails. The tricky station is down the dial. We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. <laughs> You're right on that one. That's the point. You, you definitely point. right on that one. Um, there was a couple stories I want to get. I wanted to get into before we. Um, Move on, but one, one, one last thing before before we move on. We're t- we've been talking about a lot of stuff. You know, the first time I, I recognized race, I do want to say, was when I went to Samuel High. We've been talking about a lot of stuff. We talk about schools here t- today too. Also, I went to Samuel High, and people were making fun of people in Compton. That was the first time I recognized that white folk didn't really, and even some Hispanics didn't really like. They made a comment of like, what are you from Compton? Hmm. And that level of like ignorance when it comes to people living in Compton. And I had to check somebody uh, when I went to Samoa about that. I'm like, yo, what's wrong with Compton? Hmm. That's it. You know what I'm saying? But they're just, some of these people are just going off of what they hear in music. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Compton, gangster rap, all that other stuff. You know, and it it was was the first time I experienced this level of like ignorance towards the black community, which I had kind of grew up in. To where it's just like you're stereotyping people who live in Compton. Like, wow. And it was once all mostly Caucasian Asian. at one point. It was an affluent area. Yeah. They, they called it the hub city. It was essentially located. Listen, I've yeah. always, I, I had, I, when I was on KGLH, I always said Compton needs a rebranding. I think that it just needs to do over. It needs to start. Compton is a gold mine. It is a, it has an airport. It has a casino. It is a prime, it's freeways rolling through it. Richland Farms, you have homes that have acres. Acres. Yeah, you homes got, that are worth one point five and up. You got cowboys in, yes. in in Compton. Compton is such a gold mine that I just feel that it needs to rebrand it. But for some people, they didn't want to. They want to hold on to the Compton name out of heritage. And it's like, no, you know, that's it. But but, uh, but some people may beg to differ, and it's not to really slight what Don said. Like that's a part of the city's uh, makeup, right? You are who you are. You have certain people come out of there who have put the city on their back when the city wasn't doing as well in yeah. many areas. So at some point, that's like erasing history. Then, as, so if we take out gangster rap or anybody else that might not have seen as kosher, yeah. we're taking away their history. That's what some people have done to us. So we don't want to do it on others as they've done to us. Mm-hmm. So you know, I love uh, me some DJ Quick. You know, I've met him a few times. Great guy. Went to Davis Middle School, and you you know, some great good people from Compton. Lisa Leslie, Anthony Anderson, and everyday people, Look, teachers, doctors, everybody. Here, come out here's of my here's my compromise for you. 
We take a street, rename it Compton, change the name to Pleasantville. Call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to move on. Yeah, they can call it a day. I said, listen, we need to change the name to Pleasantville. All right, a lot of stuff we got to get to, like a theater coming to uh, the city of Los Angeles. We're going to talk about that. A film studio coming to Los Angeles, Black Community, the Stocker Street Creator. We're going to get to that, uh, which is absolutely amazing when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. I just wanted, and I asked you that because I wanted to ask you um, – the Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle Union relationship. I don't know if you've been paying attention to it. Mm, yeah, it's crossed my <laughs> your scroll, my phone, my TV. So, yes. So I, I wanted to ask you, um, and we're, we're in this weird. And I don't want to, you know, what weird's not the right word. We're in a new generation of changing dynamics mm-hmm. when it comes to gender, family dynamics. It's it's evolving. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's for good or bad. I don't know. I just know mm-hmm. that it, we're in a state of evolution, and I just try to be loving and supportive of anybody who wants to be a family or whatever they choose to do. Well, my take on that is uh, I'm old school. <laughs> I remember mama said close that door don't be peeping out that window don't let everybody in your business so that's how I kind of live but I do I respect people yes yes right I, because I'm not paying your bills yeah. I, 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 I'm not in your household I'm not cooking your meals so so this is my thing and I'm also not stuck watching TV land all night even though I love me some hardy boys and, and, and little rascals and three Hey, you brought up Flipper during the yeah, break. I, I love Flipper Channel Ben. I forgot all about Flipper back then. Yeah, a lot of I don't people do don't know about Flipper. I'm sorry, Masters. Oh, I don't do Masters. Oh, come mash. on. Masters no, great. No, see the difference. But see, I'm not going to knock you. Right, because right, right. In, some com- in my community, in certain areas, you told people you watching MASH or something, they, they looked at you different. It was MASH, <laughs> MacGyver, Three's Company. I love MacGyver. No, don't put them in the same thing, the no. The A-Team. Man, MacGyver is so much better than MASH, yeah. but I don't want to do that because MASH is one of the greatest shows of no, all no, time. No, no, MASH was a Definitely. different, MASH yeah. was a di- I give you this, MASH was different. Yeah, in a sense to where it was an acquired taste, but there was something about it that I, I kind of like. I don't know if it was the story dynamics yeah, or what. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Great show, by but, the way. But growing yeah, up, it was Ma- a MASH, Flipper, uh, A-Team, MacGyver. SWAT. You remember the stuntman? Was it the stuntman? No, the Bionic Man. The Bionic no, 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 no. Man. What was the guy? It was called the Bionic the, Woman. No, no, the stuntman, the, the Bionic Man, too. Yeah. But there was another guy, the Fall Guy. Oh, the, the Fall, fall Guy. guy. You remember the Fall Guy? Yeah. Uh, Steve Majors. Majors. Yeah. Come and, on. Then he, and, and then one of my favorite shows that, that didn't live very long was um, the superhero who could not fly straight. The greatest oh, American, American hero. hero. Look at what that was a great one. Yeah, I, I love that show. It was oh. it was such a weird show, but crazy. I love it, wasn't it? TV was different back in the day. Silver spoons, man. Give me a break. That's Chips. my mama. Chips. Chips. Poncho. Poncho. Uh, uh, did, you, did you ever used to sit back and watch uh, Channel 5 uh, when they had their weekend movie? The film Family Fest- Film Festival, Festival with Tom Hatton, man. Pippi Longstock. Oh, yes. Yes. Come on, baby. Life was so good. That's what I'm talking about. It was that. different back yeah. in the day. But see, we didn't worry about all these issues. Like when you was a kid, and even though we was old enough to know that it was issues, like we didn't really know who was homosexual. We didn't really know about all this. Was it because crazy we were kids? Though? No, I'm gonna tell you something. Life was good, right? And everybody was enjoying it. And when you wasn't, it was something at home on the radio that made you feel good. Life, we need more feel good, okay, baby. Okay, life was good. It was good. I, I, when the, it was bad, it was still good. It, well, it was all I knew. Yeah. Was I mean, listen, growing up in the projects, growing up all over at Los Angeles, I still had a great time. 
I had a great. I mean, there were down times. There were times we were homeless. My cousin got killed. But for the most part, Channel Five watching that family film festival. Oh, the weekend, every Saturday, man. Every Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Mm. On KTLA, going to the boys, what, what used to be the boys' club in Santa Monica. Now it's the boys and girls' club, boys and club, boys and girls' club of Venice. Back before they remodeled it. I mean, these things were fun. Going to the beach, riding my bike around LA, all over the place, taking the bus. Kung Fu with, Theater. Kung Fu Theater. Oh the, yeah. The Five night. Deadly Venom. Yeah. The Five Deadly Venom. The fly, the flying guillotine. Let me tell you, we watch Kung Fu. Even TV overnight, where there was either Benny Hill or uh, you watching or the, that, you oh, was going in the wrong direction. <laughs> no, no, no. It was either Benny Hill or Kung Fu movies late at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, late at in, night. Into in, in, in the overnight. Even that was like I miss. I'm nostalgic for that. We don't have that anymore. Love in America style was late at night. <laughs> That's right. Style. That was and, a good yeah, one too. And Benny Hill, Kung Fu Benny Theater was Hill, on the weekend. Yeah. Don, yeah. kind of young. Yeah. Oh, I do remember yeah. everything. I remember everything because I was a TV guy. Yeah. And TV kind of raised you, right? Yes. Like when mama wasn't there to, to chastise you, it was TV. TV. You know what I mean? And that's why I don't, Dwayne Wade, I support him. I support Gabriel Union and what they do is their business. But I'm not stuck, okay? So, you know, just because this man moved, that man moved another way, you want to switch drop, whatever you want to do, I support you. As long as you respect me, I'm going to respect you, right? Because mm-hmm. I can't go, I don't live my life, you know, worrying about, how things should be, whether right or wrong, right? As long as I treat the next man right and don't treat anybody wrong. That's all I can do. So, I support everybody and love everybody because I need to be loved. Yeah. So yeah. I, like I wanted to ask you what, what you thought about, you know, get, Dwayne Wade has a, a son who yeah. wants to be a, I, I'm assuming, transition. Well, we can't say son then. It's now. Yeah, yeah. It wants to be Zaya, a, a girl, Zaya. Yeah, 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 a female. Yeah, you yeah, want to be yeah, respectful. Yeah. But, you know. Going through transition. What, was, uh, it, was, it, was a boy who was transitioning yes. or, or they want to transition. The mother has some opposition to changing the birth certificate and I just wanted to know what, what you thought about it for, for my take on the situation I feel that these these are adult things that should be done because I, I I look back at my own life and 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 look back at things that I did as a child and just as an adult looking back I only had the awareness and ability of what I had at the time which was very ignorant and youthful and just for the time there are things that i probably would do different if i could go back looking at it now as a kid and there were some probably things i would kind of keep the same because i learned a lot of lessons from them i don't know if it's correct to champion or support a teenage kid, a young person a young somebody person, that you feel is not mature enough mature to enough. make these type of decisions to, to support uh-huh. their transition uh-huh. into another gender mm-hmm. at this very young age mm-hmm. not to say that i wouldn't support it mm-hmm. when they got to adulthood mm-hmm. you're talking I about would, do, going through the transition itself going through the transition mm-hmm. itself you know mm-hmm. changing the birth certificate dressing mm-hmm. up as a female mm-hmm. you know so adult I would, things yeah I, mm-hmm. you know i will smith said something to, about his kids years ago he says i give my kids enough as much freedom as they can handle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying then i step in if they feel that the freedom is getting out of control and i think i do think we do need to give our kids freedom to grow because this is how you learn but i just want to get your take on do you think you know if you were in this situation that this is something that is good or bad well, because we're in new territory here and it's, it's, it's fluid like, things are fluid very right? fluid and um it, that's a tough situation right and you got to think about in the in the 50s like if you like if you had a big mama like you know my big mother big mama rest her soul Lena Curry she passed away you know in the early 90s yeah. she lived to be 92 93 so imagine she was born in 1901 so the things i was exposed to so remember my mother used to tell me in the 50s people used to if your skirt was too short you would get popped 
Right. If this wasn't that, going to church, everything was different. Because we used to be a conservative nation up until yeah. the hippie movement. The hippie movement up until about the 60s or 70s. Right? It was, it was yeah. all it, This nation used to be a very conservative yes. nation up until yes. the liberal movement of the you 60s You couldn't say 70s. certain things on the airwaves, yeah. TV. You had to watch. You didn't see certain types of affection on TV. You saw affection from the same gender. You didn't even a lot see of things, interracial right? couples. Where you didn't yeah. Know. You didn't see yeah, interracial. You know, you know, Sidney Poitier, rest his soul, the great Sidney Poitier, yeah. caught flat. For his uh, depiction in certain uh, roles, so guess who's so, coming to dinner? Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so 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 let's talk about it. Um, we've evolved, and you know we could drink out of certain fountain. We can do certain things. Everybody, we're free now, so to speak, right? Yeah, yeah. We're supposed to be freedom of speech and free, so to speak. So with that being said, our thought process is still 1950. I'm going to say it again. This is 2022. Thank, thank you, Jesus, for being here. But at the same time, a lot of us have ideologies from the 50s, from the 60s, 70s. A lot of these people are still with us and are passing that on. We have to is that a, But is that a good thing, though, that our thought process has not moved? I mean, is it a good thing that we're still stuck in this conservative, that there's a level of conservativeness in our ways? Because if you progress so much, you just get into this wildness. Yeah. What well, th- That's true, so to speak, depending on what it is like your household is your household yeah i only speak for me and myself yeah, yeah. but as you can see the world around us that some things have evolved in the wrong way right like the phone let's, let's say it's great emergencies you know but back in the day once you left home that was it nobody couldn't contact you until you got back home. and if you had an answer machine or not you'd know who called you right and if you didn't remember back then you remembered everybody's phone number and everybody's address i think it was a better time well, it, it, it was, but now it's so convenient because on the spot, you can get to your loved one in the time of need. On the spot, you can call somebody where you normally wouldn't be able to reach call them. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So the, the issue is we haven't evolved as people, our level of understanding, right? Yeah. Like we're judge, jury, executioner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the problem. We're pointing fi- fingers at people and we're too judgmental, right? Like that's not our business, right? So are you saying that... Regardless of what this situation is, that's their business, and let them deal with it in the way and let it play it's, out it's, the way it plays out. I have bigger issues, right? Because that's their household, right? Yeah. But when things, you see things, a lot of people are upset because we see things on TV now, and you see, you know, certain dolls, you see certain kid channels that, that are doing things. Interracial that we're normal. couples, or. Well, you, you know? see a lot of things, yeah. but then they're going to say, hey, interracial couples. Because remember, at one point, you couldn't date this person. At one point, you couldn't live in this area. Yeah. At one point, we had to be on the east side, couldn't go past Imperial, couldn't go past Alameda. All these, all these stigmas and rules and regulations. Yeah. You know, we can't be hypocritical. We can't have it one way and, and then, then say the other way, right? And we're gonna be fair. Yeah, we're gonna be fair. Let's be fair. But at the same time, if it's your religion or what you believe in, that's your preference, right? So if I'm a Christian, which I am, certain things I'm doing in my household, certain things that I may not condone, but if certain things are going a certain way, I'm not gonna ostracize a family member or a loved one, right? Because they're living a certain lifestyle, and you shouldn't. No, I, man, I, I love you, you, man. I love you with all my we heart. Should, we man. should view everybody because no, God is love, love, right? Yes. God is love, and, absolutely. And, and, and that's what we need more of, love, right? I think you guys are being way too soft because <laughs> the, this is the deal. It's absolutely if you if you let that uh, child cut off the uh, genitalia that's child abuse at this age and I'm telling you because I have always been around trans people who do you think set the tone for all of this nonsense the Gen Xers period end of story we set the tone for all this and things have exploded since people started coming out 
I have, I told you this story multiple times, my friend on her 53rd birthday decided to get the surgery. Why? Because it is a process. It is a process when you're 12, 13, 14, all the way up to probably even, you know, 2021. You're going to be changing. Things are going to change. We had a friend that went from Anthony to Linda and then at 30 wanted to go back to Anthony. Anthony. So it is child abuse to allow that to happen. That's my opinion. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. And honestly, they should keep that within their family and not let everybody know about it. Because there are yeah, people... I, I, am the- a, I am a proponent of they should not be publicizing no. this. Because to me, this is a very private matter that they should be dealing with inside well, their to home. Us, to us, right? Yeah, because you got to understand, certain people have agendas. They do. Right. Yeah. Remember, I told you every story is not a story. Some people want front page, whatever. And I'm not, and you know, saying there are they yeah. are. What I'm saying is, some people need to put the story out because they know it's not about them. It's about others and being an advocate for others going through the same situation. Because our young people may not have the same mental health yeah. stability yeah. as we had back in the day. Remember, remember back in the day, you walked to school. You caught the bus? Yeah. Well, we called it the RTD. Yeah, RTD. Remember, remember, remember on the weekend, we didn't get dropped off and picked up. Nope. We got dropped. We we caught the bus on our own downtown L.A. to the state. It's nice to know you know, I wasn't, it's nice to know I wasn't the only down. one on the bus. Yeah, I, on, I, I didn't I get a car until I was 26, and I'm not ashamed to say no, it. I was on the not. bus until I was 26. I didn't get a car until I was 26. Yeah. It's all good. God is good. Yeah. But like I was saying, our kids are going through timeouts. They're being disciplined differently. Yes. You've got prayer out mm-hmm. of schools. A lot of people cater to their kids. A lot of people are sensitive. But we want to be judgmental on somebody making a decision that they are not raised to di- not yeah. deal with. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The thing is, is for, for me as a parent, like... Uh, The thing I struggle with is hearing other parents doing the whole, well, we have to, you know, take their feelings into consideration. I do believe in taking your child's feelings into consideration to a certain extent because you can't let them make bad decisions that are going to affect them down the road. You still have to parent. I know people who really aren't parenting. They're being very, very soft. And that's not going to benefit your kid in the future. I'm not saying spank them or any of that stuff, but you got to put your pimp hand down at some point. (laughs) To wow. your kids, you That's have to. That's because of the child abuse thing, right? Because of the threats, right? Yeah, because of the yeah, threats. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people have filming. They're filming you now, so. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a very interesting time to be alive given the dynamics and the change that's happening. And I don't know what is right or what is wrong. I just know that there is change. And, you know, I try to be loving about supporting the change, but there's also, I do feel, that a level of uh, restriction that we need to have to just, everything can't just be, do what you feel. No, you can't. Because if I did what I feel, I probably would have been dead a long time ago, oh, you know, wow. when I was thank a God kid. Thank God you're still here. Yeah, thank God I'm still yeah. Listen, I, 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 I used to, I was a bad kid when I was young. I, I, my mother gave me a lot of freedom, and, and when, that, when it came time to restrict that freedom, I didn't know how to deal with that level of respect when it comes to authority is something I had to learn over time mm-hmm. you know so it's it's I understand kids and and you know how you feel and all this but things change how I felt when I was 16 13 14 is completely different it, than what I am now exactly how I felt and how I was in my 20s was different than when I was in my 30s let alone high school because yeah. and I'm passionate about this because my daughters she has two friends and we have a family member they all transition they're not women oh, wow. anymore so you know they that went through the whole thing Yes, and I have a, a very close friend who I knew at 17 that is a woman now. But like I said, it took a, it was a long, long process. And so even- you're speaking from experience and seeing 
uh, you know the process, not just the prize of becoming. No, I know the process. I also know a lot of the pain that these people went through. So do you think, do you think, like we were talking about with Don going home with his significant other, knowing what he goes through today, throughout the day, do you think more people need to see the pain and struggles of going from transitioning from uh, male to female and vice versa? Not to sway other people, but just to have a better understanding. Yeah, because we don't not have to support, but just have a level. We, we don't of have those those voices aren't speaking. No, out. and that's the thing, though. There is a movement, believe it or not, of young tr- kids that did transition that actually regret it or that stopped before the surgery. But they don't have a platform, and they, we haven't no, seen you, them. No, they, 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 bi- they get buried they're, on YouTube. They're, they're slowly starting to come out, yeah. and we're starting to hear some of those voices. More of this conversation when we come forward. It's mm-hmm. KBLA Talk 1580. We may be LA's newest talk station, but when you're punching above your weight, it's not about whether you can throw a punch. Can you take a punch? We're unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. And we don't black down. You can count on like Flex products or DeWalt power tools starting at just $99. Plus, Lowe's MVPs members earn up to three times bonus points per dollar on select items. Save all November long. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. MVP's Pro Rewards Program. Terms and restrictions apply. See Lowe's.com slash L slash Pro Loyalty Terms. Subject to change. Prices valid from 10 17 22 to 2 3 23 or until supplies last. KBLA Talk 1580 is pleased to announce a can't-miss community event. It's a celebration. Welcome home, Mayor-elect Karen Bass. you got to be kidding me. On Saturday, December 10th, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., join KBLA Talk 1580 in Lamert Park at the intersection of Lamert and Vernon for this free public event as we celebrate Mayor-elect Bass's historic victory. There'll be live performances from Brian McKnight, Huapalet, Club Nouveau, and more. There'll be food trucks and a diverse array of vendors along with the attendance and participation from community leaders, elected officials, celebrities, business owners, and other notables. KBLA Talk 1580 will host Mayor-elect Bass on the main stage at 11 a.m. as we reflect on the importance of this moment and what it means for the black community, women, and all Angelinos who believe in the limitless potential of our amazing city. We look forward to celebrating with Mayor-elect Karen Bass and you, Saturday, December 10th, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the intersection of Lamert and Vernon. It's a celebration. This is a community call to action from KBLA Talk 1580. We're going to celebrate your party with you. Come on, come on, come on. Driven. We're engagement driven. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. It's very interesting. You know, we were talking about true young kids transitioning, and, and we were asking about that. I only bring that up because uh, Gabrielle Gabriel Wade was uh, speaking in some conference, and Boosie, uh, and Boosie Badass, who's a rapper out of, uh, he was from Louisiana, I think he lives in Atlanta, is very adamant against, he's very vocal online, um, and he, you know, he's earned the right to be vocal online, but he's always been like, don't, he looks at it as kind of child abuse, uh, what Gabriel Union and Dwayne Wade are doing when it, in regards to Zaya, regardless of what, what, what Zaya feels. He just feels like that that kid is too young for them to be pushing this 
transition narrative that they have going online. So Gabrielle Union kind of, you know, shots fired, I should say, Ooh. at him. Uh, uh, Back and uh, forth in the public eye. Yeah, huh? yeah, which is which, yeah. Is, which is not productive at the end of the day. A lot of on your mind. <laughs> um. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was Gabrielle Union who said Boosie seems to be so talkative about the situation, you have a lot of penis on your mind at the end of the day, to which oh, wow. Boosie says, the whole world know I love women, and the whole world know your husband loves penis. <laughs> wait, he, wait, wait, he said he, that? He responded on Twitter, hope you don't think blacks look at y'all like a power couple. They don't. I had refused to talk about y'all in interviews, and here you go. Go bang him with uh, that um, penis and wait while uh, on a script while you a little white girl. That's what Boosie said. There, whole wow. I do feel that there is a narrative being pushed coming out of the Wade thing. I, I do feel that, um, you know, there's a lawsuit going on back and forth between Dwayne Wade and his um, Zaya's mother. Um, his as, ex-wife. His ex-wife, yes. Yeah, yeah. As she w- is wants to prohibit the gender change on the birth certificate, and they want to push it forward. And, and, and this is, you know, one of the hard parts about co-parenting at the end of the day is that sometimes you have different ideologies when it comes to raising your children. But you know what's the harm of waiting until they're eighteen and let there Zaya no make harm. this yeah. make this decision on their own? Let's just pause. Three, four years will come by real quick. A lot can happen in that time, and if the Zaya feels the same way, let's let's all support. A it. responsible parent would say, "Look, it. I support whatever decision you want to make, but do it as an adult. But if you want to dress this way, whatever, you know, I support you. But when it comes to changing your genitalia," Literally, just wait until you're uh, an adult. And that's what my um, stepsister did with her daughter. She said, do whatever you want to do when you are out of this house and when you're an adult and you're, you know, feeding yourself and, you know, paying your own bills. And that's what she did. And she moved in with the three other girls who changed their gender. So they all live together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's the safest play in the book. Not that we're trying to. Because um, I, I don't want to rush, and we talked about this yesterday with the little kid that was preaching, are we pushing kids to be adults too fast? You know, And I don't want to rush kids out of their childhood into adult situations too early. Be a child, explore, mm-hmm. grow, and if you feel the same way, four years is not that long. You've got uh, maybe 80 more left to go to live your whole life. So just waiting and hitting the pause button just for a second on something that is very life-changing. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a very, big difference than Stevie very. Wonder performing in clubs when he was younger. Or yeah, somebody else, right? It's a yeah, different. it's it's, it's, it's life changing, you mm-hmm. know. So let's let's hit the pause button. Let's just chill out for a second. And if you still feel the same way, you only got to wait four years, and we'll all support you at the end of the day. All right, uh, uh, black film company coming out to Central LA. We're gonna talk about that when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. We don't try to be all things to all people. We just remain true to who we are. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. All right, welcome back. Donna Meets You everybody, with uh, Krista and Daniel. I, I, just, I just got some audio here of... Uh, Van Jones apologizing on behalf of black people to the Jewish community over Kanye's tweet. Who went and made him czar of black people? Well, let me, let me, maybe I'll, I don't want to judge just before I heard it. So let, let's hear it together. Let's hear it together and let's see, because I. You know, this is going to carry over tomorrow, too, right? And yeah, probably uh, next week, right? 
is leaked audio. They, they're saying it's start off with an apology. For the silence of my community and for the speech of my profession. So basically, he done took that Jeff Bezos money and elevated himself to a whole nother, like, I, I'm not black. I, I'm not black. Let me, let me rephrase that. I'm no longer connected to the black community at a, at a grassroots level anymore. And so I'm elevated above that. And I, and I got to live up to the standard of this money. Is that what, is that what we're doing here? Well, he's well-versed on the, the plights and issues of the black community. So therefore, he probably is qualified. But like I said, there's a time and a place for everything. For the silence of my community and for the speech of my profession. I think they were like, wait, what are you apologizing for? Should I clap here? When we were hit as a black community with appalling anti-black bigotry and racism that the whole world saw on a video we expected and insisted that everyone stand and roar back against that hatred. And people did. By the tens of millions, people marched in a pandemic. By the tens of millions, non-black people, to say we will not accept this sort of racism, this sort of violence, the sort of hatred on this planet. People marched by the millions. And yet, as this wave of hatred has been building against your community, we have rationalized over and over and over again, responding not with a roar, but often with barely a squeak and sometimes a shrug. As a result, we now have the shock to you, the pain to you, and the humiliation to us of having an African-American icon praising Hitler and Nazis. And we act like we don't know where the hatred came from. And I want to say very clearly, when it was a drip, we did not turn it off. And now it is a flood. And I want to say to you, I apologize for the silence of my community. The silence is over. And I want to say to Kanye, who I know, yay, nay. Yay, nay. His black card is revoked, number one. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to give you why his black card is revoked. Kanye West is not any uh, system of authority. He's not a representative of the state, nor is he a state or a part of the federal government oppressing Jewish people. He is an individual 
who has suffered the repercussions of his own actions um, by as people, an individual, right? As an individual, okay. has suffered the the repercussions of his own actions by people not wanting to work with him anymore. He's not representative of the black community. He's an individual. So the so the apologies to the forum and Mr. Van Jones uh, was speaking to. Uh, it's, a, was not, it, it was not needed, right? It was not needed because there's, there's a difference between mm-hmm. George Floyd's uh, dying at the hands of a representative of the state compared to a tweet, compared to a tweet or or, or a, a rant or a rant or uh, just an individual who is running off at the mouth, an individual or not knowing the medical capacity or state of that individual. You're right. right. Oh, okay, I you, get you know it. what I'm saying. Okay. So there, there's a there's a whole thing going on here, and to sit there and say black people should be silenced about that. Listen, black people will come to the Jewish people's defense if they saw that Germany or police officers or any representative of the federal government was doing everything they possibly could to to, to quash, kill, maim, or hurt Jewish people. Black people will be at the defense because we understand what it's like to be marginalized and to, to, to the atrocities of the state. I guarantee you we would be at their defense because if it's happening to you guys, it'll be happening to us. There's no need for Van Jones to be apologizing for for the for the words of an individual who has just you know lost his own mind at the end of the day. Or he's doing his own thing in his way, you know, which everybody doesn't have to agree well, with. Well, listen, yeah. I understand Kanye's train of thought. He What he's trying to do is say, elevate your mind above. We're past the Holocaust. Hitler's no longer here. The Nazis did do some good things. The the problem with saying things like that is that people it shouldn't still, be said. Well, uh, you're, well, you, well, just what you said earlier. earlier every what story you said is not earlier, a story. That, every story people. is not a story. But just to put it in put it in perspective and context, yeah, the Nazis did good things, but you know what? They're overweight and overshadowed by the atrocities of killing Jewish people in concentration camps. Number but, one. But, but he's talking about a lot of the things that people did in terms of medical advances and different yeah. things. But it was at the expense of, of people's the other lives. Jewish people. So I just killed thirty or forty people to do an experiment to find out that the the blood comes out of that vein differently no but see you can't you, you can't, can't do that you can't do it it's see, overshadowed again, you gotta be versed man like a lot of people that have platforms and a lot of people put people on pedestals because of who they are and what they have you know we didn't have this we, we didn't have this issue like that when we were little man it's like no. we didn't have uh 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 ronald isley uh uh making bad statements uh uh, uh about bruce Springsteen. it's so, it's social media <laughs> you know what I mean? social media we have social media <laughs> now crazy, to where man. where social media can take us in not to say that these conversations weren't happening the, we didn't know about it. We it didn't, didn't know about our it. community, and it didn't affect our community. But we it was can't let happening. it affect it now. There, were, listen, there were there were people like Van Jones yes. out there, apologists out there, as they're going there. But you know, it's it's just reprehensible to sit there and say the black community is not speaking up. Listen. The Jewish community and the black community are very similar. And we it, work together, man. Yeah, Ask anybody. Yes. See, I only can speak from my my personal experience. And I don't talk. I don't. Uh, first of all, I'm not addressing people by their culture or by their religion, uh, religious background. I address people as people. Yeah. But my mom growing up in the 50s and here in Los Angeles and all of the beautiful people in Watts, California, most of the shop owners was, was of this background. And they were good with us. And people were good. And life was good. And today I think people are pointing fingers and all this racist negativity. These people need some love. They need Absolutely. a hug. And they need to be in somebody's church. Listen. Okay, because they messing up my lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, I need, I needed to be like 1980, baby, Listen. 75, whatever. Listen, we're we, doing we, too much out here in these streets. The Jewish community and the black community, we 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 both are experiencing traumatic events from the, in the echoes of the past that are affecting us. And, and, and in that sense, we're very similar. 
Black people can learn a lot from the Jewish community, man. I saw a video one time, and, and I just I tell this to people everybody. can learn from people, right? Yeah, but right, yeah, exactly. But yeah, there was a, there was a Jewish guy. He says, you know, when there's one Jewish person making money, there's five other people behind him. And the, the point he was making was that we love to make money together, mm-hmm. and there's a sense of community there. And that's something that we as Black people can learn from the Jewish community. I think they're already doing it because uh, the the former the former owners of the shopping center where my business was an African American. Man and a Jewish man, so the rhetoric, yeah. out, the rhetoric, the rhetoric out here that's being pushed is not reality. No, because when it depends on how you move. Like I move in the business sector, I move in education, I move in grassroots. Yeah, so I see the total opposite of all this stuff we're saying. Like they're talking about African American Jewish people, they're working together. Yeah, I don't know what y'all seeing. because yeah, they own my building. I was going to ask together, blacks and uh, I was going to ask you that because uh, from all of my experience, I've always yeah, seen how them, are you the people Jewish moving out and black here people streets? being aligned, but then. There's some songs that I would hear, you know, where well, they would be anti-Jewish. The, the, uh, I didn't understand well, the it. The issue is that there are some greedy individuals who just happen to be Jewish. Understood. That work in certain industries that are oppressing individuals. But you cannot blame the whole diaspora of Jewish people for what some of the individuals are doing. their ethnic background shouldn't be relevant. That's, should not be that, relevant. That's just like if it's a group of African-American. That's, I mean, that's just like when we go shopping. In certain places I go into, I'm not going to say the community, but somebody asked me, do you live up to here? or down the hill because I asked somebody how much something costs so I mentioned that to somebody and they said well people that go in there normally don't look at the prices I said I don't care how much money I make I'm gonna look, look at, at the prices. prices of course so people and then I go to certain places and, and if I'm dressed comfortably I was downtown at the section 8 office one time and the guy asked me sir you're on the wrong line that's the owner's line I said oh, I'm an owner Wow. so now I said to myself to, to create the stereotypes and all the issues I try to dress appropriately. When I say appropriately, I just like to dress like who I am, who I, I portray to be. But I'm not about to wear no suit to go to Rouse. <laughs> you understand me? You're going to catch me slipping one day, uh, brother. I don't listen. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we listen. I, I said this a long time ago, and I, and I got a lot of flack for it. <laughs> I got a lot of flack for this when I was working at KJLH, and it was during the Trayvon Martin situation. Um. And I said, maybe we need to instruct our young kids to wear suits and ties at a very young age. Because if Trayvon Martin was walking down this neighborhood where George Zimmerman caught him up, if he was dressed in a suit and tie, maybe he would still be alive. Oh, I see why you had some flack. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have an issue with that, but I'm going to tell you why. Because I use this uh, metaphor, and I, I just use this all the time. Yeah. The best time period in the history of our country for African-American people was the Harlem Renaissance area. Era. How can you have all of these great individuals from all walks of life be so successful, but they started from humble beginnings? They moved from the South to this beautiful city. They didn't have the resources that they may have had in other boroughs. And you, you, you got Ella Fitzgerald. You got, you know, uh, Langston Hughes and all these different people, and all these people make it. And then they had to go to Paris and different places around the world to be accepted. Yeah. So you, anytime you feel better abroad than you do at home, that's an issue. That right? is an issue. But everybody, and it's a Google everybody out there listening. Google Harlem Renaissance, and it's a picture out there that has about 75 people. And they age from five or four up to 90-something. Everybody's dressed in suits. It's understood, Don, and the sky is blue. We don't have to tell people how to dress. We should be treated right regardless if we got a hood. 
good You're or right. Or not. Whatever we do. Yeah. You know, but do you. But it, but see, I do me. So other may see me inspired in order. Because if you feel good, you look good. Absolutely. And vice versa. But I don't have to look like this every day. Nah. You know what I'm saying? You better put that suit on to go to uh, go to Ralph's. Get, to, <laughs> get you some meat before dinner. More of this guy. We wrap things up when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. Out loud. loud. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. Hey, hey, hey. Depending on the time period, you may have to. No, but she just wanted me. To, she just wanted me to look good. You oh, know? Okay. She just wanted okay. me to represent. Statement. Yeah, represent it was, her it was and the family. I said, it's totally the, I said, Mama, it's not the time of party. <laughs> I was telling Daniel about the time my mother. Uh, I was going to uh, Disneyland with the Boys and Girls Club. My mother wear me, made me wear a blue suit, blue oh, church wow. suit. With church shoes on. So I'm slipping and sliding all over Disneyland, and I begged her not to make me wear it. You represented, though. <laughs> yeah, I bet you somebody looked at him like, why is he dressed? Everybody in T-shirt and shorts, and here I am in a blue church suit. My baby going to look good when you go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm, yes, she will. All right, we are out the door, but the voice of reason on his way in with an action-packed show tonight. Tonight's topic. Oh man, we we, we he he's been he's been ladies he he been hitting your left boob all weekend long. I mean, passport bros and toxic uh the three M's yesterday uh, mother media and uh, what was the other one? I forgot the the other M. So tonight's topic: What are the benefits of agreeing to disagree? A deeper look at the benefits of respectful disagreeing in relationship. Do healthy disagreements debunk the concept of being equally yoked ideology? Does the average couple understand the benefits of healthy disagreements in relationships? Well, I think maturity in relationships can, when, when you have disagreements, if you're both mature in a relationship, we may see two different things and we can agree to disagree on ideology because no men and women are different. We don't see things the same. I know people that you know disagree about um, who the uh, godparents are going to be of their kids. You know what I'm saying? you got to find some common ground at the end of the day. Um, why are disagreements healthy in a relationship? Well, you don't want to be aligned with your partner in the sense of you guys are just one entity. Like no, you want to be, different. you want to both bring something different to the relationship mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And uh, what does a healthy fight look like in a relationship? A debate. That's what a healthy fight looks like. A debate. Not a physical fight, not anger. A debate. Conversation, communication, debate. That's To me, that's what a healthy fight looks like. You know what I'm saying? We can sit there and argue. We can sit there and flesh it out, but we're doing it through love. We're not not anger. Um, can healthy disagreements increase trust in intimate relationships? You know, I think healthy disagreements can help you evolve your relationship and, and you, you learn from each other because yeah. both sides have valid points when it comes to disagreeing on a subject and the more you learn about the other person's point the more you might learn something that you didn't really see or could not see because of how you grew up it's culture mm-hmm. and are disagreements healthy in a relationship um yeah i, I think so i think i think conflict conflict yeah. is healthy in life you need to denzel washington said this i think he was speaking before penn state he said you need to fail into success mm-hmm. if you don't fail you're never going to grow and learn you can't go into anything expecting to know everything and um you know i don't i i don't know everything and i will always concede to a point 
um, that may be greater than mine, or I will always say, I don't know, in, in my relationship. You know what? Let's let's let's. It's okay do- not to be the smartest man in the room. Absolutely. Let's do it your way. Let's figure it out. Let's see if it works. I'm, I'm all about that. We are Don Amici versus everybody. We're Chris and Daniel this week. We're here Monday through Friday from 4 to 7. Uh, you're going out hanging out with uh, Terrace Martin and... Kamasi Washington Ooh. and Robert Glasser. Robert Glasser. The voice of reason up next is KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.